since I can remember, we had Andrew Turner on the wall. So, um, played a big, big part in my, my upbringing. Um, so, I guess I'll talk about the museum first. Um, the museum came from uh, my father's wanting to encourage the youth with the appreciation for the arts. We actually run a nonprofit, I Can, I Will which essentially is a gardening program and arts appreciation program. So we typically have kids come, plant, learn about gardening, um, growing their green thumb. And then on top of that, um, we have them paint with creative projects and everything else like that, whether you're either, like I said, painting or creating some sort of sculpture. Um, we try to do a well-balanced program. And then um, my dad came up with the idea of, we have Andrew Turner um, work here. and. We own the last house that he lived in before moving to Philadelphia. It was like, let's turn it into a museum. So that's what it is today. And it's great because now the children in the community can come and see Andrew Turner art essentially whenever they want to. Yes, because I've noticed on the uh, Facebook page, mm -hmm. uh, when you take a look at it, you see a lot of young people yeah. in the museum. Tell me what they're doing. So most of the time they're... Um, it's funny because you 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 don't really tell them how to understand art or think about art, but they just intuitively have that attraction to it, and they see all the little ins and outs of art. It's like, oh, this looks like that. That looks like the other thing. It's it's an interesting um, what's called dynamic to see them talking back and forth with one another. But it's like you can definitely see their behavior change and the attitude change when they come in. It's like, they'll be rowdy outside, and they come in, and it's like, wow. So I would say that that's, it's nothing like that feeling, just seeing their faces and that, that switch. And then it sort of kind of goes with my theory of just children need creativity and a way to outlet themselves, and art is one of those major outlets. Right. Yeah. Now, are they painting, drawing, or just perusing the, the, the museum, or do you have particular activities? So right now, currently, um, the museum is more so for perusing, but um, we also have a plot of land next to um, the house where we um, turned into the Andrew Turner Museum, and essentially that's where we have the art center as well, where they do the painting and the um, the drawing and everything else like that. And the cool thing is, at the end of the season, we actually take like um, what's it called some of the gourds and some of the um, uh, husks from the vegetables and everything that falls art, and we turn that into art as well. That's fabulous. That's great. Yeah. We also have Renee James here with us. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, Renee, <laughs> tell us about yourself and your connection with Turner, because we're talking about Andrew Turner, but tell us about that. It's interesting because I met your mother, right? On uh, we live, we're neighbors actually, and so Andrew Turner first heard his name here at October Gallery, but uh, I've been in her house and she has a ton of paintings from Andrew Turner. Um, the thing I think that is a connection for me and maybe the students when they walk in is seeing themselves. So I love Andrew Turner's art because they're depictions of black culture, uh, playing role in the neighborhood, hanging out um, in church, in different places and areas that you would see black people coming together. So that's what draws me to his art. 
and learning more about artists um, because I didn't start off mm -hmm. as an artist. Going, to, I didn't go to school uh, for painting. I my mom passed away, and I had a burst of uh, inside, <laughs> and I didn't want it to be dark. So I started painting bright colors, and it brought me here to the October Gallery. Mm -hmm. And um, pretty much broaden my horizons as, horizons as far as what's here, who's here, uh, some of the names and some of the art that I see. So. Philly born and raised. Okay. Okay, Germantown right. girl. Okay. <laughs> um, any, you know, you know, I can talk forever. All right, but let's, let's, let's turn to Turner and his work and his style. Okay. You being an artist, how would you define or describe his style as you see it? It's very, um, I wouldn't say, it's very active, very uh, poetic. It tells a story. So when I look at his art, it's abstract too. It has qualities of abstract uh, design. So for me, I like colors. Um, I can appreciate the scenes. Again, I say that. So when I see it, it jinks me back to my childhood. It makes me think of all my friends and where I grew up and what I love about my culture. Summertime, right? And then here we go, Will Smith. Summertime, Billy, and again in the air. So, um, yeah. Michael, how would you describe this work? It's one of a kind. I can tell you, um, it's it's fascinating because I actually had an opportunity of watching him paint, and it's it's just it's one of those things where it's like you can tell that it's it's not even thought. It's like his soul is painting a little bit, and it's like it, it's. Can't really put it into words, to be honest. It's just, it, it, it's inspiring because it, when you see him painting it, it just comes out, and then you're like, I don't think I can ever do anything like that. That's awesome. And you see people try to replicate it, but it's like, yeah. no. <laughs> you know, we're here in the gallery, and we have a few of his pieces on the wall, and I'm looking at one now, and it's called The Marketplace. And I'm thinking of a quote that a person did in the book that we were talking about or through today. And he said that Turner is detail without detail. Because when you look at the work, obviously, as you know, mm -hmm. you don't see every eye, ear, nose. Exactly. But you know it's there. Mm -hmm. He called it the spirit of the occasion, if you will. So uh, I like what you said. You, it's one of a kind. It's hard to describe. It seems to me that you're saying it's very, very emotionally based. Is that yeah. would that be correct? Yes, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. There's a piece in the museum that is a very abstract piece, but if you listen to different people talk about it, everyone sees something different. Mm -hmm. So that emotional base is, I would definitely say that is like key to his mm -hmm. painting mm -hmm. because it's just like, it makes you feel something. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, all art doesn't make you feel something, but Andrew Turner art makes you feel something. Yeah. Whether it's reminiscing about the your past or the way you grew up and everything else like that. I remember my dad always talked about, he'll pull out a painting and point, he's like, oh, I remember that. When I was like 12 years old, mm -hmm. we, me and my friends used to, and it's like, it's a way of storytelling almost. Mm -hmm. It's like not being, not living there, but being able to like explore that time frame. It puts you in the in the, in the building. It puts you in the place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even looking at the marketplace piece, you can almost feel like you're in the marketplace. You stare mm -hmm. at it long enough, you're there. Yeah. You know. So. No. Did, did Turner teach your father art? I mean, is that... Yes, he that, did. Right. <laughs> um, wow. He actually taught wow. him in... Was it middle school and high school? 
if I'm not mistaken, like um, uh-huh. throughout the, yeah. uh, middle school, high school. Yeah. And uh, he actually taught my brother and I as well. Oh, is that right? Yes. Awesome. When oh. we were around five or six, wow. he would come over to the house and teach us how to paint lines and everything else like that. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, in the book, uh, I'm trying to find it. Uh, there's a photograph in there on page 13, and it's the Frederick Douglass Junior High. Mm-hmm. I think that's the school that Andrew yeah. taught. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's now a Christian school academy or whatever. Yeah. But it's actually, uh, what's a, I guess, a public junior yeah. high yep. at, at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, my my recollection, recollection of Turner, you know, when he used to paint in the gallery, he would sit there and smoke his pipe and just look at the canvas. Mm-hmm. And he did that a lot just to antagonize me because I was a man in a hurry. <laughs> I wanted the paintings yesterday. Uh-huh. And he would sit there and just smoke the pipe and just look at the canvas and look at it. And I would say, Turner, it's not going to paint itself. But he'd smile, he'd look at it, look at it. And then eventually he would grab the big brush because he said, I always start with the big brush so I can get the big idea down first. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he would take that brush and stick it in that paint, no sketching. No line drawing, nope. just go to it. It was just absolutely incredible. Was that your experience as well? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. literally it's like I said, it goes back to just painting with the soul. It's like yeah. you don't you don't see it until it's like it comes together and it's just like it's effortless. Yeah. 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 I can connect to that. I mean, I pa- I'm an abstract painter, so yeah. I paint from feeling, I paint from my spirit, from my soul, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not, not that I can't, but I'm not the, I'm not perfect at drawing pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just not my skill set. But Sorry. I'm the type of person that, you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to say, hey, I'm going here. You know, I kind of want the painting to guide me where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the universe. I feel like, hey, you know, I'm out here. What do I listen to? So it's a, a deep voice inside of everyone, you know, mm-hmm. and I try my best to listen to that voice and go where it says, mm-hmm. you know. So can definitely relate to yeah, the I think idea. that was, I think that was true of Turner mm-hmm. because he didn't sketch it. He 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 had it in his mind or in yeah. his soul or in his heart, and then he had the technical skill mm-hmm. to make it happen. Exactly. See? Awesome. And and then he, he just went from there. It's just incredible. In looking at his paintings, I guess you see a lot of Chester in it. Is, oh, yeah. the, is that correct? Tell us about yeah. um, the Chester connection. It's, it's, of course, he grew up there, so it, it would be um, it would be surprising if he painted anything else. <laughs> but like it, I didn't grow up in his era, but you can definitely see the different spots in Chester where it's like. I think I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. That's so it, I, you do see a lot of, and you see a lot of Chester's people. Yeah. Like that, the the characteristics of their people is what you see in his art. No, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's that's important what yeah. you just said. You see the Chester people. Mm-hmm. Which makes the kids who come into the gallery feel exactly. connected. Yeah. Our young people need to feel connected to greatness. Mm-hmm. They need to understand who they are. Exactly. And they need to know that people think we're great. Like mm-hmm. our people think we're great. So exactly. I think a part of Andrew Turner painting these pictures is showing my people are great. I'm going to paint them. Yeah. You know, they're in my spirit. I'm going to paint them. They're in my heart. I'm going to paint them. Paint the things that I love about black culture. Exactly. And so our children need to constantly see positive imagery of black culture so that they know who they are and where they came from. 
and where they're going. Exactly. You know, uh, he calls them vignettes of city life. He used that term a lot. And there was one piece, <laughs> now he did a number, he did this, I'm sure, a number of times. The kids walking through the neighborhood with the mattress <laughs> over their head. And they're going to play. They're going, going to, to play. do the trampoline. They're yeah. going to whatever you want yeah. to call And I guess that's what you're saying about the kids who come you, in and you have how to they see do yourself. it. Yeah. Yes, like we used to take crates down Happy Hollow. And there was this slide, <laughs> this little ditch that people in Germantown, like, if you probably did it. So if there was like a picture of that, you know how many people would be like, oh, man. You know, go right back to, I slid down that thing. As dirty as it is, we slid down it. So, you know, uh, just growing up was so great. And we need to put that into our adult lives. I wish so I could when go the kids, and slide down. So <laughs> when your children come into the museum, what she's saying, does that resonate? The idea that it's the people of Chester. So when these kids come in, they make an instant connection to it. There's there's no barrier. There's no lintel there. They're just coming in the threshold, and and I the connections made. It's one of those things where it's like it's not explicitly like said or talked about. Mm-hmm. But me, I've pretty much been around kids almost all my life. I was camp counselor mm-hmm. around 12, 13. Mm-hmm. My dad had me on the truck for since I can remember. Mm-hmm. So like being around kids and seeing their behaviors and everything, like you, you notice that difference and that pride. That's one thing. You look in their eyes and you can always see that that flicker of confidence boost. So um, I, I think that unspokenly it does, mm-hmm. but usually well, you don't really have to speak most of the time. So <laughs> And that's yeah. interesting because you said that he paints uh, with the idea of it, but without, how did you say it? Detail without detail. Okay, so when the students come in, (laughs) they get the same energy that he actually painted with. That it's there, Mm -hmm. but it's unsaid, you know. Because that's that's (laughs) that's what happened when he painted at Lancaster Avenue, 3805 Lancaster Avenue. When he first came in, and we we talk about that in 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 the first book that we did. The idea is that you know this is 85, 86, 87. Blacks were just getting into buying real estate on a mass scale. Blacks mm-hmm. have always bought it on a mass scale. And and we were selling tight, figurative work. You know, portraits, paintings that look like Aunt Esther, mm-hmm. Uncle Earl from South Carolina, North Carolina, because we were selling to the baby boomers. Yeah. And we were coming out of Jim Crow, the South, and all exactly. that. And then Turner comes in with this loose stroke. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the way we described it, we talked about this earlier. Uh-huh. Right? The way we described it is that we were selling The Temptations, mm-hmm. and Turner wanted us to sell Miles Davis. You see, because it was the spirit of the occasion. Mm-hmm. You had to get into it emotionally. Yeah. You had to connect musically to it, and all those sort of things. It wasn't just in your face. You really had to start digging into it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, our customers made the leap. But when yeah. he first came in, we said that to him, and Turner looked at us and like, you know, you'll sell it. And we did. And we did. <laughs> he always had that confidence about him. Yes, yeah. he did. Didn't mm-hmm. he? You tell us. Tell always. Us what, yeah. it, it was one thing. It's just like he can walk into a room and just like he owns it. That's and like he knows. He, it's not even. It's, it's, it's almost like his humble, humble proudness. It's just like, yeah. 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 Like I, I know when when we're around him wasn't a lot of words that were spoken, but it was just like you can feel that energy off of them. 
I mean, I'm showing a photograph to the audience here. I mean, Turner was what, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, yeah. So, I mean, he was, when he walked in the room, he was impressive. I mean, exactly. he was a tall guy. And we were wow. tiny yeah. when we met him, so. <laughs> you know, and, and another story I want to share, you know, he lived right near 95, mm -hmm. right? Right on? Yep. And, he, and when he painted, and he wanted to come to Philly, he would cross over that barrier, or whatever we call it there, the guardrail, mm -hmm. and start walking. That's cool. Up 95 <laughs> towards Philly. That's now you know that's not that's not two and a half blocks. No, it's not. It's two and a half miles, But he did it because uh, of what you said, your, his presence and all that. Yeah. Somebody would invariably would pull over mm -hmm. and pick him up mm -hmm. and board because we were right off the expressway yeah. there, 38th and Lancaster, and bring him to the gallery. <laughs> he and he would give him a piece of artwork in exchange for, 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 for bringing him there. Oh, wow. And uh, eventually, of course, he moved to Philadelphia. Philadelphia and mm -hmm. so forth, but uh, but that was Turner. I yeah, mean, Turner, you're right. The confidence, he the boldness. Was his community. Yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. Tell he me. was his community. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Yeah. He knew his community, yeah. Yeah. and that's what we have to go. We have to know our people. We have to know our community mm -hmm. and love who we are. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, paint and talk about the great things. Uh, you'll see so many negative things, mm -hmm. uh, but that's not us putting that out there. Yeah. So we have to really, really remember to keep um, the positive imagery of our people in our minds. Exactly. Okay, we've got a few people here. Somebody want to make a comment about Turner or have any questions? Oh, don't. Oh. Uh, anybody? Okay, go ahead. Up. Go ahead. Come on down. We'll repeat your. Wait, Come on ahead. down, girl. Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. Oh well, I agree. Well, I feel everything that you all are saying. That's what I feel when I see his paintings. It takes me back to my childhood. Growing up in Philly, uh, going to church with my grandma. You know, he has that one painting where the, the women are gossiping and whispering uh -huh. into each other. It was all of that, all of those things. Is, is it just? It's wow. Sometimes we need that reminder just to take us out of uh, where we've been directed to go. <laughs> that and that helps us because we get back to that youthfulness that is inspiring and uplifting and we carry that on too, you know, in our communities and back home with our families, you know, to share that message. It's, it's not just positive. Positive is very important, but the uh, the expansion of it. <laughs> Life is always continuously evolving. It is cool to, you know, know, know some things. You know the truth. But also remember that you need to be open to expanding on life. Yes. Because it's never ending. Yes. And that's what he shows us. I like painting for that reason. Do, do, do yes. either one of you paint? Yes. Do you ever take color and put it on the board and stretch it? Stretch yeah. the paint as far See as where it, it goes. <laughs> and when I work with students, uh, they do this with glue too, which is like, oh, yes. less is more, less is more. <laughs> where I want them to take the paint, mm -hmm. you know, and stretch it. Like, mm -hmm. get all the paint off yes. your brush before you go yes. dab it into some more paint. Or, or water. Or water, <laughs> right? Always Cleaning the brush off mm -hmm. quickly, mm -hmm. like. You know, right. stretch life. Yes. Stretch a, yes. a concept. Stretch an idea. See how far you can go with it. Mm -hmm. You know, before you just 
go and splat start more color start on something <laughs> else, you know. It's funny that you said that because I remember the last time, because I know the last time I painted was last year. I was going through a very stress, stressful transition. Mm-hmm. It was me trying to find confidence back in myself after um, losing my job. So um, yes. it was, I mean, I, my dad is always funny because he's like, get one of the canvases, it's painting there. Yes. Go ahead. Go. And it was just like, didn't know what I was doing. Typically matter. when I sit down to paint, I never know what I'm going to paint. But it's like, I it always turns into something. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, that's what was in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the truth. That's yeah. the truth. It's like, you don't have to know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the idea of, of intent. You yeah. know, positive intent, I believe. So if you are on the canvas, I paint that way. I mm-hmm. paint with no preconceived notions. You know, um, I got to a point in my life where it's like, I feel like I've made certain decisions that weren't right or make mistakes and some things were right, but I got to a point where I wanted to trust myself more. You know, like, who am I? And, you know, if I got in a situation, uh, what would I do? Can I trust that I can be successful and handle it? You know, all of these different questions. Confidence. You know, uh, will people receive me well? All these thoughts and things. Just pay. Yeah. Just let it go. <laughs> let it's, it go. Let it flow. It's one of the best form of therapies. I know, like, most of the time, because right now I primarily live in Philly, but, like, when my dad's back and I don't see him in the garden, I go inside and it's like, oh, he's painting. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's always painting. And you just like, okay, I know that that's when he's at peace. See, the gardener painting. Gardening. Yeah. I love it. And it's I, like, I grew up that is crucial that our kids have that. It's very crucial. It's important for us at our age to mm-hmm. start to implement, like you're implementing um, with the gallery. You're there, exactly. you're working with these students. Mm-hmm. Um, I am fortunate enough to teach uh, art classes uh, to students and cooperation. So my whole thing is cooperative um, interaction, so positive social interaction. Mm-hmm. So seldom do they just have space where the name calling, the yelling, the all of that is not a part of the topic. Yes. So we're yes. sitting, we're quiet, we're working, we're, you know, expressing. You can't have all of that drama when you have to express yourself, you know, or need to express yourself. So definitely um, trying to give it to the kids, you know. You they need, they need guidance. Another we need guidance. Cool thing about kids is that you'll have a bunch of them say, oh, we don't know how to paint. I'm not an artist <laughs> and everything else like that. And then all of a sudden, they get behind the canvas or a piece of paper and, and they're just like, everything just comes out. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's amazing. And it's like, like painting and or just art in general is one of the things where it's like everyone can do it because painting is essentially a representation of your life experience. Yes. It's what's inside. So it's like, um, like from my own experience, I never thought of myself as an artist. Never did. Probably never will, will ever call myself an artist. But essentially, I grew up around artists. Mm-hmm. Like, ever since I remember, I come downstairs, I eat breakfast, there's Andrew Turner on the wall. Right. There's Benson on the wall. There's all the different type of black artists on the wall. And it's normal to me. When I go to another person's household and I don't see art on the wall, I'm like, right. Right. hold on. on right? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it followed me throughout my career because I'm a, um, I'm a self-taught programmer, but I call myself a digital product developer, okay. which most of the time is either a website or web application or a mobile app, but it's like 
design mm-hmm. goes into that as well. Right. It's and art. it was like, it was hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And it's like, no, those little things, like you would think painting doesn't transition over, but it does. Or learning how color goes together, how like certain space and um, padding around certain items need to be just to make it look comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I can, wasn't cl- classically trained as a web designer. But it was funny because me and my old coworker, we were all go back. He was actually designing. He graduated from Drexel um, with awards and everything else like that in um, design. And it's like we would go back and forth. It's like no, that needs to go over a couple a little bit. Yeah, and it's like we go back and forth, and it's like that eye. Like we we're and it's funny because it's like we're flowing. We're on that same level, yet our education background are two different things. Life experience. That's, yeah. that's very important because you could go to school for your life. Mm-hmm. You could go to you could pay to get a degree, a piece of paper that says that you know this, but you don't know it until you've actually experienced it. I agree. So life with that. is your most important teacher. I agree most with important. that. As far as you not calling yourself an artist, life is. I say life is art. Life but also, is art. We're life givers, mm-hmm. and that's what you see when you see paintings or when you you know um, put the brush to the canvas is life. It's inspiring. <laughs> you feel something move through you. Exactly. You're literally being moved to, to changing your perspective mm-hmm. on where you were and where you're at and where you're going. And it's not thought. That's the key. It's, it's <laughs> no. not thought. Feeling. Yeah. It's all feeling. A lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the times like I wonder where the youth is headed, you know, um, they, they're, they're not expressing themselves. They are, they are expressing what they see, but they're not expressing themselves uh, enough. Like, so one of the things I've noticed while teaching art, you know, some, some will always go the distance. You just have Mm -hmm. a few people in the world that are self-starters that, Mm -hmm. uh, show it at very young ages. Um, but some are just, you know, kind of producing whatever mm-hmm. and then want you to mm-hmm. accept it. Yes. So I'm just like, you know, no, <laughs> can't accept whatever you throw out. And you, you want to always try your best mm-hmm. at things that are called mm-hmm. color and positive imagery. You know, if this is not something that's colorful and positive about you, why are you showing it? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm talking with these students and trying to um, even guide myself. Uh, it, it gets tough out here with all of the things that they have that yeah. are distracting them from. And they teach you too. From oh yeah, I mean, and they, they learn. Yes, yes, yes. I learn my most information from <laughs> younger and older people. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. definitely, uh, uh, so. Well, we're here to help. We're we're here to assist them along. Uh, they they are not able to to be emotional or to share certain things because we grew up in a society that teaches you how to suppress. And so we lead them by example, and encouragement is key, you know, the confidence in knowing that we are serving a purpose in every life that we come to path with at every given moment. You of our lives. They didn't suppress stuff. <laughs> when the Eagles won, they did not suppress anything. Everybody was out acting so out. That that be encouraging, you know? <laughs> they should take it. It was not a suppressive moment whatsoever. Okay, let me let me just jump Thank in you. here just for a second. I want to go back around when everybody introduced themselves okay. and we're gonna go back into the conversation. So everyone so 
people, folks who are listening, who know who we're talking to. Go ahead. Uh, Marcus Gray, one of the curators of the Andrew Turner Art Museum. Okay, and tell us where it is and, and, uh, and a website <laughs> or whatever you want to do. Go we ahead. are um, located in Chester, Pennsylvania, um, and we have our Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com forward slash um, the Andrew Turner Museum. Great. Okay. Hi, my name is Renee James. I am an abstract painter and I teach abstract art. Um, I also am a partner of Renee James Artist Group and we uh, created a process called We Paint. Um, people working together to provide valuable and valuable resources in the community and we do these teachings through abstract arts and literal art painting classes and sessions. Um, I'm fortunate enough to, to work with different people on this collaborative idea, uh, we teach pretty much cooperation, positive social interaction through uh, painting. And again, that's called We Paint. Um, everybody has something to offer in the community, and we have to learn how to accept and appreciate each other's value. So. Okay. <laughs> well, my name is uh, Stephanie with uh, This Amazing Life, and it is um, not a company, but my lifestyle in which uh, I lead my life and show in the example of how everything that I see about life is amazing art, the people I come to path with, the things that I share with my children. Um, I support all of what Renee has going on. It's basically about supporting and embracing all that which life has to offer and enjoying it in the process. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay, we just had a, another young awesome. fellow join us. His name is Tell us your name. <laughs> uh, my name is Perry McConnor from uh, WKDU Radio. And uh, I want to first thank uh, Mercer for allowing me to come in and uh, hang out, per se. You know, we can talk about uh, the great times and uh, art of uh, Andrew Turner. You know, he was a prolific painter, as we all know. Um, his work resonated throughout the communities, uh, the African-American community in particular. And now his work is more valuable nowadays, you know, uh, since, his, you know, since his demise than it was, uh, you know, uh, in previous years. So uh, his work is sought after by major collectors. And if you have the opportunity to get your hands on one, uh, I think the, the, the key word is to uh, hold on to it. You know, and hold on to it and nurture it and make sure uh, <laughs> and make sure you don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read uh, Perry's uh, quote from the book, and then I want him to comment on, on what sparked this, this quote. I often look at my Andrew Turner painting and marvel at his technique and style. If it were possible to encounter his presence again, I would just stand there and look at him, not saying a word, and finally tip my hat in tribute. And, and actually just a rise shotgun, for the lack of a better term. Um, when you see him sit down and create, you know, and it, and it's, and it seems like it's like freestyle. You know, I mean, it's not, he, I didn't, I've never seen him just sketch anything else and apply the color. He just took it straight off the top of his head and just created a masterpiece. Uh, I like, me personally, I like dark tones. You know, I wasn't, I mean, he had the pastels. Eh, I like mine with low dark tones with, with the brighter undertones. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the ones I really gravitate myself to. But just to, just to, just to, uh, uh, just take it right off the top of your head and just create a masterpiece, that, that's just, that's just pure talent. And, and it doesn't get no better than that. Straight out of your soul. Yes. You know, it comes from your inner soul. You know, that, that's a creative spirit that you know uh, a few of us are. A few of us have that in different you know different venues of life. You know, and it's an innate behavior. 
But you know, when you it's like you know when I when I do my music, you know, it's something that's inside me. You know, when right. you know it, it's something you, you you display to the world, you. You know, and that's what he, and that's what he did with his artwork. He gave you himself, his inner being, and uh, we thank him for that. You know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We were talking about that with the um, with students and just kind of like them walking into. Um, yes, what is it? Can you the tell Andrew me? Turner Art Museum? Just wanted to be clear mm -hmm. what the name was. The Andrew Turner Art Museum in Chester. Okay. We say state and markets are saying when the students walk in. They might be rowdy outside, kind of, you know, mm -hmm. but when they walk into the gallery and start to see these pictures, a calmness comes right, over them. Exactly. Uh, we were speaking about uh, the idea of what do they feel when they're looking at these pictures. Exactly, yeah. And Mercer, of course, I can't remember the <laughs> total statement he made, but he was saying that Andrew Turner would make these Ahead, was it, um, he paints detail without detail. Yes, I could, can't. <laughs> right, and so when the students walk in, Marcus said that they're not speaking that they feel this, but it's mm -hmm. written all over their face. So it's kind of like they're receiving exactly what he was trying to accomplish. Exchange. Right, a more subtle message. Energetic exchange. Uh, you know, exchange. He painted on every medium possible. I've seen his work. I've seen his work on a. <laughs> I see where he put work on a top of a trash can lid. I've seen, awesome. him, I've seen him put work on a, a speaker cover off you know, a speaker off of your stereo system. Yeah, I've I'm seen sad. that. You know, but I'm that goes to, that goes yeah. to show wall you wall panel, yeah. wall panel, <laughs> everything. Right? But that goes to show you, you know, uh, his, uh, his his deafness mm -hmm. uh, and his ability to create on any any surface out there. Exactly. You know, that is awesome. yeah. I'm Limitless. And the funny thing is, you can you can barely tell when here. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see this piece here? It's like a oh, yeah, semicircle yeah, yeah. piece yeah. of wood. Yeah. I love the chalk missing. <laughs> yeah. That's the part I love. It's like uh -huh. so authentic and real. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't afraid of color. You know, yeah. you know, he, uh, he definitely put the color in there. Mm -hmm. You know, but like I said, just to uh, you know, just go back a second. Just to, the thing I admire most about he just took it off the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, just, just took it off the top. You know. Is that what you do in uh, your well, art form? Well, when I you know, create my playlist, you know, when I do my radio shows, mm -hmm. uh, it's me. It's my soul. Right. Yeah. You know, it's my soul going out to a worldwide audience. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and it may take me three or four hours to do a two-hour segment. You know, right. I go back and forth. I got to make sure, you know, that everything's correct and, 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 and you know, uh, feasible to my ear. Right. In order for it to transpire mm -hmm. to my uh, listening audience. My, my audience is critical. <laughs> you know? It's right. It's the same idea, right? You, It's like the audience can feel your dedication and hard right, work. Exactly. That's what I say. I teach art class. We were talking okay. about mm -hmm. just working with young people. And some, you know, they want you to receive their crap. And I'm just right, like, right, right. no. You have to work hard on something. And when you do... People receive it the way that you worked. And they, they know when you they do know it. They know when, when, when something you, is good. You can tell the passion piece as yes. opposed to the... I don't just, care. Just, just I don't whatever. Care. I don't care yeah, piece. You, 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 how do they say? You put your foot in it if you were... Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. you, you can tell that, man. With <laughs> meals. Yeah, meals. Have you ever had, yeah. went to well, a Thanksgiving dinner where it was like, now you know you didn't put your foot in this meal. <laughs> I appreciate it, but no one's eating it. But then you go to a space where it's like, you know what? Jeez, thank you so much. This was wonderful. So it's just like it's a 
It's an energetic exchange. It's an energetic yeah. exchange. That passion comes from the pit of your stomach. Yeah. Because yeah. you have a desire to put the best product out there mm-hmm. at yeah. that particular moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and nothing else you know, really matters until so you true. get to that level where you're satisfied with what you created. Yes, you know, the satisfaction. It's like a painting. You, they, we just we just did a pilot for Family Paint Night, and it was a hit. It was great, um, where families could come here to the October Gallery mm-hmm. and use We Paint Process with some support from us uh, to create uh, pictures, abstract pictures, and paint. Excuse me, abstract paintings with their family, um, and it was so much fun to see people expressing themselves, right? <laughs> so the kids were having fun, but they start playing with each other, running around. <laughs> Who's on the board? The, the, the adults. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't realize how uh, yeah. therapeutic this is and, mm-hmm. and just kind of putting their best on the board, right. you know? Um, it, it was it was a great situation. So It's, it's therapy it's in nice itself because you can always like tell. Yeah. Like when someone's going through something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like it, it's written on there, and it's like it's the best way. It's it's one of the things that I know. Um, my dad is very good at at it. Is through the program, he sees the kids that are going through something like with their art. Right, right, right. They won't they won't say anything at the time, but it's like they'll eventually open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That painting process comes in, then it's like, uh, just a, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like you see them starting to open up. Yeah, the parents yeah. here we're yeah. starting to talk. You know, talk about not things I would mention again, but just you know, I'm walking past and I hear them conversing with each other about things that are like, whoa, how did you, <laughs> how did you get on that topic, right? So um, just depth. Uh, so I really, I'm with things like this that gets us kind of talking together and collaborating mm-hmm. and and expanding. Our mind. So I wanted to ask you because you cool. just joined us. We all got the chance to talk about what we do a little more. Okay. Would you like to share uh, with no, us? Just yeah, what about yes, oh, what okay. you do, oh, who you yeah. are, where you come from, <laughs> <laughs> how you got started. Oh, yeah, I didn't come from the state pen. That's a plus. Oh, state either for that matter. But anyway, um, you know, I'm a retired. And it's not better than that. I think uh, I understand that joke. No, I'm, I'm a retired healthcare professional. I spent uh, almost 28 years at Independence Blue Cross. I'm retired now. Uh, worked with Mercer for about 15, 20 years. You know, awesome. conducting the art art expos at Lee Corps Center. So uh, you know, so uh, he has been. A, a, a definite teacher for me, you know, and uh, I like to pick his brain in terms of art. I pick you know, that man's uh, brain. <laughs> you know, what's hot, what's not hot, why is this this and this is that, you know, so I always have uh, more questions than a detective for him. <laughs> <laughs> and outside of that, you know, I do worldwide radio for WKDU, which is the Drexel University's uh, radio. Awesome. I've been doing that for 25 years. Wow. And, uh, wow. I'm also, you know, community activist as well. Awesome. You know, so I get out of here with the streets with the kids. Uh, uh, and do what I need to do. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I like I like kids to kids need to see kids need to see ordinary black men. Yes, they do. Yeah, they don't need to see celebrities. They need to see ordinary black men. Yes. That look like them, that can resonate with them. Yes. When they look like their fathers or yes. uncles, whatever the case may be. Yes. So that's where I'm at with that. And they also need to know that when you're chasing a dream or putting into your investing into your dream, that you work. Yeah. A lot of the younger people, it's like, oh yeah, I'm out here trying to be an artist. Well, what's your job? Yeah. You know. Um, so. No one's coming to give you anything. So no, that's no, what no. there's a question. Advice to give the young and up and coming artists. You know, I'm young, still an up and coming. Mm, <laughs> and I'm a, you know, and I work. Mm-hmm. I work and volunteer. 
my services, uh, you know, to get it out there, to let people know. So many people aren't willing um, to volunteer their yeah. services or the advice I have for young artists coming up, you got to be steadfast. You got to be hungry. Yes. But more importantly, you got to respect the architects, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And you got to go do the, do, the, do the knowledge, as they say. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and go back to the uh, uh, you know, Harlem Renaissance period, you know, where everything started to uh, uh, change over. Even before that, when, you know, black folks weren't allowed to paint, you know, their uh, uh, certain scenery of their lives or depiction of their own lives. They had to paint... Uh, you know, little floral sets here, or wow. a portrait of Massa, whatever right. the case may be. And see, these are things that if us I, being younger, I'm a couple, you know, I'm 34. I know yes. looking at you, you're my father's age. You know, like you're well, your just... Father, your father would be 35. He's 35. <laughs> he is 35, you know, and I'm a product of that, right? But what I'm saying is that I can look at you and yeah. know, okay, you're not... You know, there's distance between, between our age. You're seasoned married. You're experienced. Yes. You're an older person to first respect you, okay? But we need to hear stories because being young, we don't know that certain things, what blacks weren't able to do, which what they're able to do now. So when you say not allowed to depict the, the paintings of our culture, well, Andrew Turner mm-hmm. is depicting our culture, right, right. you know, and so to have the opportunity to even view Andrew Turner and to know that artists prior to him were not able to because it's a point, part of the design, point in the, I, I think, in, in, positive as, imagery in our community. At some point in the artist's progression, they're going to have to be able to have a dialogue with seasoned artists on what happened before that. You know what I'm and at least keep that knowledge in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Keep it you located in one chamber from. of your brain. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and to have have a, a successful dialogue with somebody, you know, and let them know what you know. Mm-hmm. You know right. But you should know that anyway. You know, studying a certain craft. It's just like me doing music. You know, if I don't know my past, how can I? expound upon future music? And this is true. I mean, if you listen to, I was watching the. Um, JD's special on Lifetime where he's doing young rappers. You know, they just skip right over the 25 to 35 (laughs) group, I just might say. But all of them sound like, you know, the Nickies of the world Mm -hmm. and everything. And I'm like, you know, Lauryn Hill and Yo-Yo and and, and Queen Latifah and even before that. I mean, it was so many people to go to that there was more than one sound. Let's go before that. Yes. I grew up in a period where it all started. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm in the 70s. Uh, we, when we used to do block parties, it was just the brick mm-hmm. in the song, mm-hmm. you know. And I still have these records today. You know, we used to cut. <laughs> we used to cut the bricks up. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no rapping, you know. Right. But the block parties, I mean, you couldn't wait till the brick. And the brick came that record, you know, you, you got low, like, oh. You was out there doing your thing. Well, you was did. I? <laughs> you know. We literally waited for that. Yeah, and then, uh, and then you know, rap. I've seen, I've been able to see rap go through so many different transformations. You know, that today's uh, uh, rap, you know, no disrespect to, you know, what's yeah, happening. Right. Uh, you know. <laughs> Everybody has the same day. That's all I got we to say. We live what we learn. You know, yeah. you know. but you know, you go see you know, the, the Cool Herks, uh, and all those guys that laid down that foundation, Melly Mel, all mm-hmm. those guys. You got to pay homage to those guys, yeah. but they, they laid down that that groundwork Absolutely. Yeah, for, what, for what we listen to today, we take all, mm-hmm. I'll put in quotation, hip-hop, you know. Well, it, you know, it was, it's really it was, rap. Yeah, it was, They've it been was. inspired. The yeah. artists that the, the younger generation rap. to now with who they listen to, they were actually inspired by the greats, but 
because they they don't say anything about them, then the children don't know. The children mm-hmm. also don't have that foundation at home that shares that. Yeah. I'm 36, young, mm-hmm. and I grew up with my dad here in Philly, and we would get in the car. We didn't live together, but he would come and get me. We would go to the movies. On the way, we would blast Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm-hmm. Cameo, you know, One DNC. Mm-hmm. And he, he told me, <laughs> he told me, like, never limit yourself like you need to be brought in your music so we listen to country rock all Mm -hmm. of that stuff Mm -hmm. so that is what helped me but a lot of these children today don't have that so really it's up to us you know when they come to path with you in your class Mm -hmm. you put some you know we got soundcloud i got soundcloud station and i put this one for my children in the house Mm -hmm. you know because the radio doesn't have it tv doesn't have it where where you want to get it from on disney movies i'm starting to my son (laughs) was in the house singing uh, but I don't like what? Yeah, they And I'm like, what is he singing? Right? And I go back to him and I find the cartoon that he was watching. And the disconnect. Of yeah. course, you're not seeing black faces, so you do not, they don't know where the music comes right. from. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but they are mm-hmm. hearing it. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, who owns the license? That was in Trolls, but I think. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> right, exactly. It was in here's Trolls. The thing. Here's the thing. It's a deeper step than that. Yes. Do you understand? I'm an yes. avid vinyl collector. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that they got out here nowadays, I've got the original vinyl, too. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, but, um, I know, right? I'm like, can we come out? And, and it's not like I just started collecting vinyl. I've been collecting vinyl since 1970. Oh, it's already out. When you were first born. But I used to take my money, my allowance money back mm-hmm. then, and I used to run to the record store because I was always fascinated by 45s. What, so explain. Okay, I was about to say. Oh, oh, 45, 45 is, you know, a former record. You know, okay, uh, the small one? Right, right, right. Okay, I'm like, okay, so it's a former I record. I mean, it sounds like it's a size thing, so it's a small Yeah, uh, and I was always fascinated by 45s. You know, my, I used to bring them over, and I, and I grew up in Richard Allen Projects. And she used to, you know, she used to come over here and babysit us. You know, we used to go in there and we'd be in there dancing, a little soul train dance, you know, a little Rita Franklin. Uh-huh. Dance, you know. yeah, but those and other influences along the way enabled me to maintain that hunger for yes. the music mm-hmm. and that ability to ascertain that music and and these uh, and these musical uh, vessels, if you will, and keep them in my collection. Right. You know, I like that records. you said that. You know, I've been collecting records for a long time. Wow. I still go to if, 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 if there's a bunch of records outside right now. I'm, I'm going to tell y'all. Excuse me, y'all. Right. Give me back. I'm going. I'm going like. I'm digging in these. Right. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? right. And, and that's how it is. That's history. See, and, but that's how a lot of these you know, rappers, like in the mid '80s, you know. Uh, you know, put their music together because they, right. they, they, they when they say they dig in the crates they dig in the crates right. yeah. trust me some of these samples you've heard mm-hmm. once you All see the original you're like well, huh you know it took as we listen I'm getting older and I'm like oh man that was a remake too like yeah. almost every mm-hmm. Hot song that came out, for Diddy, you know, he played with all of the vinyls and yeah, sampled yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and Jay Z, I didn't realize that well, they Jay-Z were these did. samples. Yeah, I mean, yeah, then you yeah. get older and older and you care about it and you hear it and you understand it. If they didn't, then where would they get? Where would they get it from? Well, they, get, right, they, they, get the, they get those records from their parents' collection. Right, a lot of the or, parents don't have that anymore. Well, they probably you know? don't. Uh, <laughs> you have CDs you did very well, and I'm proud of you for, for keeping that collection. I would like to see it. Well, when I need to go through my dad's collection. I know in the closet, we have a stack. I, re- I remember growing up, um, like I would open up my closet, and like literally, you couldn't put anything in that closet because mm. up to the top, 
And I was tiny. It was records. <laughs> yeah. And I think he probably got rid of like not even half of them because I feel like there's still like a bunch of them in that well, closet. You, you I was go like, there. you know, I'm gonna need to go through this. Yeah, you need to read yeah. this. Because yeah. like, so a lot of these records uh, cost a king's ransom now. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> uh-huh. the rappers they're using these records now. They, they want them in their collection. They, they want to sample new beats. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a period in time oh, in rap where. You know, a lot of the a lot of uh, artists was winning awards for producing records mm-hmm. that sounded exactly like the original. And we wanted to bring like, oh, you they on. That they, it was this joke where they they would get on and accept their award and they would thank everybody except the person who made the song. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's an art form to um, sampling. You know what I mean? You want to introduce like yourself? Your, um, let, oh, just to let everybody know, new voice coming on. This is Junior, one half of We Paint. <laughs> so, <laughs> Welcome, Junior. All right, and you know. Like I said, it's an art form to sampling, mixing, you know what I mean? Because, you know, art, as artists, I mean, all artists, they, you you get inspired by different artists that come before you, right? Right. But there's a lot, there could be, you want to be careful with your, with your, um, with your with your talent because and, and your craft because you don't want to plagiarize work. Right. right? Or have anyone still You want to be original. And like um, I was saying earlier, like, um, Andrew, Andrew um, was an original. Of yes. course. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Was Turner was an original. He was doing something different. Yeah. He was doing something different. Um, like I said, it was more, uh, it wasn't The Temptations. It was It was uh, Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. He was painting a la prima, which means that it, it, he doesn't sketch out what he's going to do. He, he just goes right, he goes for it, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's important, like, that, that music and art, it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. 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 And... Um, and your skill, your honing your craft, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people go to school and um, um, they come out and they call themselves an artist, but they don't hone their craft. Yeah. Well, it's not a matter of honing their craft. I'm going to say this again, and it sound like, it may sound like I'm beating a dead horse. You got to do the knowledge. You got to know where yeah. you came from. You got to know where your stuff came from before you can have a, a positive movement. Yeah, exactly. Upward. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Know, you know, know that stuff. You know, uh, know what came before you. Mm-hmm. Know the Jacob Lawrence's, the Romare Bearden's, uh, uh, the Elizabeth Catlett's, all those people that came prior to. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then that, that that grounds you, but again, that opens you up for more intelligent conversation going exactly. down the line. Right. As a way, as as opposed to honing your skill set mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, because the, the culture, you know, where, where, where it was and mm, that's um, right. where you can take it from there. It's know. levels to this. It's <laughs> levels to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's levels to this. A lot of people don't want to go down to the sub-levels of mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? And that's where, that's where all the knowledge mm-hmm. is stored. I think right, they don't want to get the, break the ice and get yeah, deeper yeah, into mm-hmm. things. It's, uh, they don't know how important they it is. They don't. Well, if you think about it now, like how many yeah. schools actually still have art programs or even music yes. programs? I remember good ones. I was they in have the choir. Really I was um I did art. I know after school I did photography. Right. It's funny because like later on now I'm into video- videography, photography, right. painting, and everything else like that. Time. But it was like the other day it finally clicked to me. I did this before. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. Thank you. Yes. This yes. is again. why I'm here again. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of these kids, you ask them, and it's like, oh, we don't have art programs. Oh, we don't. We don't. We don't have music. And it's like. If, even if you do, it's like an after-school program. That's a choice, mm-hmm. but it's like um, it goes back to what I, I pretty much tell my girlfriend, tell my mom, and everything <laughs> like that. Um, when when they complain about today's youth, mm. you don't know what you don't know. You don't know exactly until right. you know. Until you know exactly until you know, and then that's why it's always ours. Like I'm only 27. 
mm-hmm. but I see myself as an elder to the younger kids. And yes. you are. That is my job. It mm-hmm. absolutely to is. To then say, hey, you know what? You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at this. Mm-hmm. I want to comment on that. Two things. Um, one, uh, just promoting uh, West Park Art, West Park Cultural Arts uh, is in West Philly. Uh, it's not, it's a mobile program and um, right now ran by uh, Betty Lindley. And she works with many artists, including myself, to provide programming for uh, young youth or for the youth in West Philly. Um, so definitely anyone out there listening, if you have a, um, if you have any students ages 5 through 13, 12, 13, uh, go to westparkcultural.org to find out about their programs. Second, when we were younger, I realized the people that were um, imp- implementing these programs were our age. Mm-hmm. So the the thing is, it's like now I'm out here like, okay, mm-hmm. because when I was younger, I mean programs. Mm-hmm. Program, programs, programs, mm-hmm. and the things that we watched on TV was mm-hmm. co- collaborate, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. unity, love, yeah, all yeah, of this yeah. positive stuff. And then you grow up, and it's like, okay, where where did that go? Yeah. Um, so right. I realized, like, if I at 34 years old am not creating these programs, they don't have them, exactly. right? That's so we have to it. get out here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like support the programs that mm-hmm. are out here. Uh, artists sometimes don't want to work for these lower right. fees, and it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. listen, yeah. okay, there's more to it than that. Even mm-hmm. the artists who are out here looking for work, mm-hmm. dig deeper mm-hmm. into yourself, into your work, yes. and teach the youth. Mm-hmm. Build programming for the youth, mm-hmm. and through that, you will develop your own artistry that that is what you know this amazing life is um representing uh first of all we the parents are the first teachers yes Mm -hmm. we are and we could point here and point there the school doesn't have the school doesn't have that but what are we doing at home with our children with our cousins with our nieces and nephews you know that's what's most important another thing is is getting to the root of it we have to know who we are, and second, we have to trust that. So yes. we all know what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. even the people that don't care. Mm-hmm. They That's know addicting. ultimately Sit what there. they're supposed You're to do, right. but if do if the question is, do they trust it to go ahead and do it right. and so, to follow that push? A lot of times we're resisting. That's when we say, oh, no, we can't do it here because sometimes we're letting a dollar dictate whether we put forth that community and service. Fear. Whether exactly. Yes, it's fear. You know, you know, a lot whether, of the programs oh, are shut down for dealing mm-hmm. with the community. Yeah, exactly or they, they're thinking somebody else is going to do it because you too <laughs> lazy to do thought. it. Yes, and that's else not cool. It. You have that, you have that right. foundation. You have that seasoning because that's what you're supposed to mm-hmm. offer to the rest exactly. of the world. That's what you're your, supposed to push yeah, that's you know, what to the rest of the about. world. And yes. so that one thing, trust it mm-hmm. and let it flow and just be, you know, and and, yes. and, and everything else, you know, will you come. Know, learning and exposure is so vital yes. and critical to uh, you know, development of future generations. Yes. You know, my thing with it is if somebody wants to walk up to me and say, you know, listen, P, um, Put me down, man. You know, just, just just put me down with some great sounds, this that, and the other. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna check you. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see where your head is at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take you there. Right? Are you ready? Right? I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to places Fantastic where you voyage. know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Right there. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take you to places where you know. <laughs> 
no man has come back from before. <laughs> <laughs> Star, uh, Star Trek, you know. You know, next generation. You know, because if you really want to learn, yes. I want to take you. I want to take you. I want to teach you. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tough do, learn. Yeah, I don't want to take learn. you to those half mm-hmm. behind lessons. No, you know, Lynn, we all. I don't want to take you to the pop top forty because I'm not going right. to go there with you. Right. I don't go there. Right. Yeah, I'm not gonna take you to what happened on you know DAS. No disrespect to these stations, mm-hmm. you know, all the other uh, commercialized radio. I, I come from the underground. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a different viewpoint. It's a different yeah. viewpoint. Yeah. The music is better. It's a freedom to it. Yeah, it's a freedom to it. Yeah. You know, the, freedom, the music is better. It, it has more uh, volume. It speaks more volume. Mm-hmm. You know, and the message is clearer. Yes, and, and and there's some beautiful things out there, man. There's some, right. there's some really beautiful, beautiful things. Out there, man, it that, is that the most common folk will not ever hear. Right. And by the time right. you hear it, you know, you know. Even when they do hear it, they don't feel it. Yes. It goes into the feeling. Because they hear it, like even the movies, mm-hmm. the movies, even the paintings, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not open to receiving that energetic exchange, all you see is is, is colors on a canvas. Right. If you know a canvas. You know, so it, it ultimately is that openness, that right. willingness to mm-hmm. take in the expansion of life, you know, that we spoke about, and, be, and, and elaborating from there. You got to be hungry for it. Yes. You got to yes. be hungry you for want it. Man. Willing and able. Yes. I think, I think that once people, uh, or, or it, maybe it's an identifying factor, but... Um, realizing they have purpose. So when you talk about a garden, right, Mm -hmm. I was recently introduced by my neighbor, Veronica Wright, rest in peace. Uh, She passed away October 1. Um, Peace and love to her and her family. She brought me to a garden, and I've been growing vegetables for two years now, right? And once I grew my first vegetable, and I cut it open and saw 100 seeds inside, I said to her, I I always thought that one seed grew one vegetable but one seed grows multiple oh my gosh hundreds you say that multiple vegetables so if you look at yourself like a seed plant your seeds because when you do the vegetables the fruit that it bears bears more seeds uh, for you to plant um there's it's just a really, really interesting thing, and how unique each yes, vegetable is, is but how important yeah, each yeah. vegetable is. So, mm-hmm. but then you also have, hey, some like each other, mm-hmm. some don't. Yeah. Okay? That's okay. So it's like I learned so much. I learned about the bees when they say <laughs> my mom used to say the uh, birds and the bees. I didn't get it. I didn't get, I didn't get what that means <laughs> now until now, mm-hmm. and I'll say it on on here because people don't know. You plant a seed, the plant grows, the flower that grows first is a male flower, the bees pollinate that male flower, it falls off, a female flower grows and bears fruit. So that's the birds and the bees. I didn't get it. The birds and bees help the cycle of life because they pollinate things. Okay, and without that pollination, we cannot survive here. Mm-hmm. So it is like the most amazing thing to garden, and and it's so connected to our everyday mm-hmm. life um, and the colors. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> I mean, it's, oh it's, gosh, it's one of those crucial things because I know, like, when I was in elementary school, we had a gardening program. And that's what got our dad to grow a garden. And he always tells us the story where it's like. He didn't have a green thumb starting off. Mm, um, but we were um, <laughs> it was one one summer we wanted pumpkins for uh, Halloween, 
couldn't grow a pumpkin to save his life. So he <laughs> actually went out and bought a pumpkin wow. and taped it to the vine that we oh. grow. So that we we essentially were like, Yay, we got a oh, pumpkin. That's so nice. But it inspired him to keep on going. Yes. Wonderful. Whereas like from that point on, we've always had plants around. Right. Fast forward to now with the gardening program that we have, a lot of these kids they don't know the fruit fruits and vegetables that they eat where it actually comes from. All they remember no is idea. like, oh, it's from the store, from the market, or, from the market, right. or um, mm. they see it in a, a form that isn't like the original um, uh, state the of plant. it. Exactly, and it's like it's amazing for you to think a potato, right? Well, it's a potato. It's a technically a root. Mm-hmm. You literally, if you leave a potato out, on this, it starts to grow it's, again. And, and, of course. Oh, man. And I used to wonder, what are those little things? And you exactly. think that it's like something bad for uh-huh. the potato. No. But if you That's know, they're eyes. Light. And if you cut that potato <laughs> up in those pieces with mm-hmm. those eyes and stick them in the ground, it's it will grow. grow that one piece and will grow it a pound of when they grow pota- again. Uh, potatoes. Like. Take that. Grow somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of like faith in the the was the, the grain of a mustard seed yes. can be applied to so many things. Yes. Because it's like world hunger. Why is there world? Why hunger? is there world Literally. hunger? Can it's someone not. tell me that? How many, how many seeds come in an apple? Oh, um, Mark Twain. That what apple. Do, 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 <laughs> not the apples. One seed places, produces some a of tree. Them don't have apples. <laughs> yeah. But one seed. Can't get the ones with the apple. Yeah. Yeah. With the with the seeds. But it's just like those things right, grow. That's called. And when you teach these kids. And they start to understand um, because, like I said, life is art. I try to. I see everything as creative. With, with my technology background, I see it as art. It's right. Because cre- you have to have a creative mind. Being a programmer, you have to have a creative mind. Like I said, anybody can be a programmer, but to be a good programmer, right? You can go to school for all you want, mm-hmm. but I, I literally taught my boss mm-hmm. how to do her job. And guess what? And, and she, she has a master's degree. Yes. I did, but when mm-hmm. I was, when she came on, I didn't have any wow. degree. Is right. this who the job taught. you were yeah, let go from? Exactly. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. She couldn't handle it. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Right. So it's like, um, being able to apply those little um, life lessons mm-hmm. is very crucial. Mm-hmm. Seeing the little things, like that plant, those kids light up every time when they put that seed in the ground <laughs> and you see it grow and then you're like, oh, now I can take this home and my mom can make something for me yes. to eat. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, yes. And it's healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, talk, let's talk about you for a second. Yeah. You say you teach art? Yes. Okay. What do you, uh, what do you uh, show or teach your kids? Uh, do you teach them the history of art as well? I didn't grow up. Well, I'm an artist in the sense of expressive artist. So okay. since I was younger, I've been singing, writing poetry, dancing, doing all kind of expressive arts. Mm-hmm. When I teach uh, class, it's more about collaboration. So mm-hmm. I teach collaboration through art. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that if the younger people don't learn how to collaborate, they're going to have a hard time in their future. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to teach adults to collaborate more, uh, putting putting our value together. So when I work with kids, we work more abstractly and them adding their abstract marks onto a collaborative art piece um, that Junior and I work with We Paint process. Um, we've done the We Paint experience with people and that's a specific service where we travel to different communities. We've done funerals, uh, repast services. We paint where the, the people paint. We don't paint the boards. The people add 
add and add and we actually have a paint board in here hopefully everyone to add to but the goal is to have people add their color to the board and from those marks we manifest the picture uh, so that they can understand that their addition to the world is important yeah. so when it comes to students I don't teach history of art um, because I, I'm learning it myself um, going into I started painting I lost my mother and I had a lot of energy inside and I felt like if I just unleashed it, it would be bad. Um, so I needed to put it into something that would give me a positive result and that's what I teach to other people. I have rage. I have blacked. I have done a lot of things, you know, uh, yelled at a lot, a lot of people, but I don't want my energy to turn into something that negatively affects or destructs or is destructive uh, to people. So that's where it came from, and I go. I also teach um, African American step at a, a predominantly Asian school, and this school is a folk art school. So the students there are learning about African American culture and the way that we are. We're communal. We build unity. We're positive people, and that's what they're learning uh, that we are and utilizing our art forms and the art forms of other cultures to learn different ways of knowing, to know how to, ch like, you might have grown up here, but because you learned this, you're able to implement it here. Right. You know, so our kids need to get out of the space that they're in, learn different techniques and different ways of knowing so that when they're outside of their community, they can implement something different other than whatever ignorant thing that they've learned or, you, you know, negative depiction of us. Right. So uh, that's, you know, I teach abstract design. Because like case in point, we can, it could be summertime, uh, folks are out in the park in the hood, someplace we ride by, we'll pop out, go into the park, pop up a canvas, you know, Beautiful. and kids are sitting around, like maybe on their phones, yes. you know, just sitting there or um, just, you know, um, they see us, that canvas board goes up, and the line just forms. Yeah. All I have to do is pull out some paint and put a few brush strokes on there and pass it to somebody, pass the brush to somebody else that's there. I don't even know. And they come and paint, oh, what, what's um, Stacy doing over there? And the whole, and the line yeah. just forms, yeah. and then there's something else. I want to know what it is. And, <laughs> you know, and that's how it yeah. goes. Yeah. Good, good, you know, good. and so normally, even in, in business, uh, with economics, we talk about this, like supporting our our, our businesses and stuff um, and not expecting them to be uh, brick and mortars all the time or expecting it to be in a place where other cultures may have business and um, so it's like uh, it's grassroots you know out there in the public trying to I think I think, the kid, I think these kids need to see various, uh, various mediums in art as well yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Showing the stones, mm -hmm. uh, iron wood, uh -huh. ebony wood, glass blowing, uh, 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 glass blowing, also bronze mm -hmm. pieces, things mm -hmm. that need, those things would be more, more. I think it'll be more fascinating for them as well mm -hmm. to see that somebody of their descent mm -hmm. created this with their hands, mm -hmm. or even with a you know yeah. chisel, whatever yeah. it may be, and just to see that piece of work and all, yeah. and you sit back and say, wow. That's why I love West Park Arts, too, because, for example, one year they created African drums. And, I mean, mm. they went and found the wood pieces and carved the wood out the center. They had the stinky hide that they had to put on there and learn how to build the drum. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. so 
and there's programs here. They're they're not abundant, of course, but they're here, um, and there are platforms for us as young people to start these programs. So October Gallery is here. We're here, yes. and we're able to be doing this podcast because of October Gallery. Thank uh, you. You know where who <laughs> somewhere else might be. Oh, you know, have you had any experience? You have to get experience somewhere. Okay, let's go back around the table and introduce ourselves again uh, so the folks who are listening to this and in the future will listen to it will know who's here. Let's talk. start with you, uh, Michael. Um, my name is Marcus Gray of the Andrew Turner Art Museum in Chester. Um, we have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash the Andrew Turner Museum. That's awesome. And, and Marcus does have a twin brother, Michael. <laughs> Just to put it out there. Thanks okay? for bailing me out. <laughs> 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 the middle name is Michael. They so it's do okay. look alike. Okay. <laughs> My name is Renee James. Um, I'm an affiliate of October Gallery and West Park Cultural Arts. I'm also a co one uh, one up with We Paint Renee James Artist Group, um, and and we're here. I'm Stephanie with This Amazing Life, an affiliate of October Gallery, and we promote unity throughout the world through various ways of art expression with our free will. Okay, and I'm uh, Perry McCotter Jr. from WKDU Radio here in the Philadelphia Drexel University's uh, campus. Also a member of October Gallery crew, yeah, when, mm-hmm. when, when, uh, when needed, if you will. Uh, <laughs> OG crew. Yes, yeah, that's OG right, that's right. OG. Also a retired healthcare professional as well. And uh, again, you know, I'm here to enjoy this uh, beautiful bo- uh, podcast as well as this, this uh, dialogue we are generating as well. So uh, hopefully we get some good feedback from this awesome. and take away some good uh, life lessons as well. Yes. <laughs> and Junior Day over here, other half of We Paint. I'm an artist, Philadelphia, born and raised, and um, we can be found on Instagram at underscore we paint. Okay, um, okay, let me let me let me, let me mix things up again. Let me mix things up again. Uh, I'm a baby boomer, and for baby boomers, being black was addictive. We came out of Jim Crow. I went to a black university. And I sat in a classroom where the brothers on the back row had dashikis and natural hairdos and bushes. And they would call those professors out if they didn't get that history right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we had to take Western civilization our freshman year. And these brothers were on the back seat saying, where's Hannibal? Where's this person? Where's that person? So when the, this renaissance, the explosion of contemporary African-American art started in the 80s, the baby boomers got right on it because it was addictive to them. Now, moving forward, what I hear now is that being black is not addictive. I don't know if that's true. Oh, man, it's black as the new black. And, okay, that's good. But I, I'm glad I'm raising this. And then with the advent of this new movie that's coming out, mm-hmm. Black like Panther. Oh. Did you hear they raised the price? Is that okay? Well, let's move forward from there. I'm saying that it was addictive for the baby boomers, and maybe that has lulled. Is it back or never went away? What do you think? I, can, I think I can speak to that. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword on this one. <laughs> um, our culture, our children growing up, um, they have this image of what beauty is that is shown and portrayed in television, which most of the time doesn't include your natural beauty um, or your natural dark skin tone. Um, we had a kid 
that was a uh, girl she was in our program and she was crying because one of the other kids called her black mm. and my dad had to turn around and says don't you know black is beautiful that's what you are you gotta be proud of yourself and I hear a lot of kids talking about oh I will be beautiful if I'm not dark skinned mm. and I think that it, it's it's very crucial to what, what medium you see on TV most of the time when you see us represented on TV you see um the weave, the loud black women with the key, um, uh, what's called, big loops in the ears. Um, if you're a black male, then you're a gangster, um, drug dealer, you're, you're deadbeat dad, and everything else like that. Even in reality shows, there's nothing reality about it. And then you see, I, I see it, you see the kids replicate what they see on TV when it's not actual true life. But I think I do see a, a change coming um, because you do start seeing a lot of the young girls are like, I'm comfortable with my hair. I don't need to put a bunch of weave and everything in my hair. I don't need a bunch of um, fake fingernails and eyelashes to show that I'm actually beautiful. And what Mercer was saying about the movie coming out, Black Panther, and how much of a stir that it brought up. Um, I actually seen the movie today. I almost I teared up a little bit. That's because people say yeah, that. it's, it's a powerful movie. And I, no spoilers. It's a powerful movie because you see African culture at its finest. You you don't see any whitewashing anywhere. And the idea that you can have a culture that is as vibrant and as advanced as they are that look like you. Is crucial, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of teachers were raising money to take their students there. Mm-hmm. They one, were. Of, one of our community organizers um, partnered with another community organizer, bought a, um, bought out a theater just to take the kids from the community yeah. to see it. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I this is, I feel like, a turning point yes. for us to start really seeing the representation of ourselves in this media. Black is the new black. That's exactly. real. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. It's here. New black, we've been around for how long? <laughs> Okay, um, this is awesome because uh, uh, the story of the world goes back so far, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so I personally don't say I am black. Mm -hmm. I am a person Mm -hmm. that has melanin in my in my being that helps me to be vibrant in many different ways. Um, We've been taught from some. people that have had an agenda to suppress uh, our people and our our culture for a very, 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 very long time. And a lot of the language that we use, a lot of the things that we have adopted in our culture now that have contributed to where we are now as a society has been to take away our power or have has been put there to have us giving away our power, but us not knowing. Uh, because we general genuinely are loving, free, peaceful mm-hmm. people, and but with that, it's been a whole system that was that had been designed to um, to manipulate us, to manipulate our way of being, to manipulate our way of thinking. And so what's happened is uh, energetically, uh, we are not alone physically on this planet or. In this dimension at all, uh, there has been something that uh, a call, if you will, to say uh, these people need help, and the energies start to flow. 
I don't know if y'all noticed that we've had full moons back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Mm -hmm. There is a lot changing, and yes, there is a shift. It's not just a shift in just for the melanated people, but but people. This world, we come from so many wars and disputes over land, and this is yours and this is mine. That it can no longer be that way because if we continue that way, then we will no longer be. And so what is happening is yes, people are becoming more courageous. People are stepping out of the program people are um they are uh you know trusting themselves more they are getting away from what had been put in front of them to follow they're not being followers anymore you will we are leading and that's what we were born to do so the people that have created the movie us here for instance we are leading because there's a whole society that needed our help, you know. Mm-hmm. So we could go to uh, the conception. Our, con- our our conception was formulated for us to be here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Everybody in this room right now for us to magnify these energies to help us to continue going on what we came here to do. Um, I grew up as a little girl getting back to us you know, uh, the black thing. Um, I grew up looking at Felicia Rashad on TV. She was my idol. Personally, I feel like our parents should be our uh, role models and idols, but sometimes we don't have that. So if we have the TV, it's helpful for us to be aware of what message the TV show is putting out there. Uh, A lot of what the children have today to watch, the children, the parents don't even know what it's saying. Mm -hmm. Even the cartoons, they're made by adults, so it have adult messages in it. But because it looks like a cartoon doesn't mean you just put it on and Mm -hmm. go away. We need to be aware of what um, messages and, um, you know, messages that they're sending. Because ultimately, what you see with your eyes, Mm -hmm. what you, you know, choose to uh, engage in is your reality. One of the shows, and I just have to say this because you're talking about it, but on Netflix, Home, they have an original series. The movie I loved, um, but the series, so the movie, uh, the mother was played by Jennifer Lopez. And the daughter was Rihanna. I mean, what connection with that? No, but the the woman appeared to be uh, a Spanish or something in the movie. But in the TV show, she has pink hair like Nicki Minaj. And they live in the ghetto. I Nicki Minaj did. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But on here, when Mm -hmm. the kids see pink hair, they think about who they saw with pink hair, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and it's not Lil' Kim, or if that is, they both, you know, got different images. But the point I'm making, one second, is that on that show, you see police driving around the neighborhood. They live in a, a area where the train rides past the house. The mom comes outside and goes, oh, I'm going spinning, and she does a ballet spin, and the daughter says, mom, I don't think that that's what spinning is. So they have this mother portrayed as a dumb black chick who doesn't work get her nails done on all she ever did watching tv get her nails done but that wasn't what the movie was about right mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm watching this and i'm like there can't be any black writers on i looked up the writers not one not one black writer on the show the whole show is about black culture She's depicting this control, negative control idea about who we are and what we are and it's not written by us so this is other people's satire or ideas are funny about the black community and so we have to get out there we produce our, our own, own shows mm-hmm. we have to have 
have our own everything. It's a great opportunity for black people right now to do everything that we want and need. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs mm -hmm. can be out here creating all of these things. We need all of this representation everywhere. So we have and it. We to, have and it. to me, I, I think um, I think black we had always been being black has always been addictive. It didn't stop for me in my mind. I mean, I know, I mean, we lost a few, like, important scholars of black history, like uh, Dr. Francis Cross Welsing passed away, Dr. Ben passed away, um, and, and others. But um, it was a lot of information that came, like, before my time. You know, I wasn't born until 82. I had to go back and, you know, um, you know, I was raised by a single mother and everything, and, you know, I was see my father here and there in life. But I had to look for father figures in life, you know. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out what was the right move to make. And I had some help, you know. Because I, I came up in the street. I had an uncle that saw me. He saw that I liked to learn. He saw that I was into art. And he made sure that nobody really, you know, pulled me in that direction around the way. Which was really important. Yes. Even though he was, like, totally immersed in a lot. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, but on the other side of it, right, like... The culture, you know, um, going past the middle passage, going back further than that, going back to like Egypt, going back to the, the Kush Empire, learning about like before even Egyptology, like more than that. You know what I mean? Um, it, it became important to me because as I learned more and more about history. But even like, okay, you know, once... Once things got bad, like starting in California in the 80s, you know, uh, the, with the Iran-Contra stuff, and then that gave birth to things like, um, I used to hear music like N.W.A. coming out, when gangster rap started coming out. You know, that had a ripple effect that, that hit the suburbs, and, and eventually it, got, it went abroad, and whatever was considered black was it, mm -hmm. whether it was good or bad. Okay? You had white folks with dreadlocks in their head with dashikis on in the living in the hood with some black guy, you know, raising kids. They still here and do. There. They still like, it, do. Was, it was it was the thing, it was always it was always addictive. Oh yeah. Whether you admitted it or not. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there was a lot of conservatives that was like burning stuff but secretly like listening to it like this is interesting at well, least I think the overall key here is uh you know take it from the essence the beginning yes which is the structure of the black family yeah okay, let's take yeah. it back there mm -hmm. because without that everything else uh would be uh, uh water under the bridge if you will uh -huh. um yep. the structure of the uh, the black family the mother and father figure in the household mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. black man and black woman Living in peaceful coexistence, mm -hmm. okay. Peaceful. Uh, having a having a one agenda, which is to raise kings and queens, so they can make the proper adaptation to to into society. Mm -hmm. That's the first and foremost lesson. And, and having again, if they're parallel in their thinking, if they're parallel in their parenting. Mm -hmm. More more often than not, the children that they've created will be uh, vi vi viable, yes. not valuable, viable members viable. to society. But, again, if they don't have the same ideology and the same principles, at some point you're going to clash. Uh -huh. And sometimes when you do clash, that disrupts 
Yes. I know my parents did. That right. disrupts the family yep. structure. Mm-hmm. But you know what, too? Uh, sometimes with fathers, I want to encourage fathers to stick around in the sense that but my mother and father, my father wasn't always physically present when my mom passed away uh, 12 years ago. But my father has never been out of the picture. Like, whereas, like, now I can call... Like he's he's whatever he wasn't there for, he's trying to make up for it now. Right, right. And so it's just like there's never it's never too late. So fathers out there, you know, I know sometimes with the relationship with the mothers, see, both parents have to want mm-hmm. them around. Mm-hmm. Especially once you start arguing and fighting, you know, you you have to see the importance of having dad around. You have to see the importance of having mom around so that even in fighting, you're not using children as pawns to mm-hmm. keep the father or the mother hemmed up. You Make know, so... To extort funds. You understand? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. destroying the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid doesn't get to see their parent and the kid is is lost in the sauce because of it. And the fathers or the mothers that are displaced have a hard time getting back into the family to be able to be the support system that right. they need. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, fathers who are out there, if your children get older, you know, reach back out and be there for them in their adulthood. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, mm-hmm. mothers who may, or fathers who may stop this interaction, open up a bit and think about your children yes. um, first and not just their, uh, not just what you can get out of the father, your anger toward the mother or whatever. You know, that little pettiness is stopping the children from having what they need. Or yes. utilizing your kids or, as, as pawns. Yeah. But you know what? The money stops at a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It stops at a certain point. When, 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 when 18 comes around, you're mm-hmm. no longer getting that, that, that well, digit. Unless they go to college. You know, that, that digit. <laughs> no, 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 it's 18. That. Now. Oh, they changed it? <laughs> yeah, oh, man, right. that's a good thing to you know. know. Well, now, I mean, now you're getting, now you're getting mortgage money now for these kids now. You know, $11, yes. $1,200 per month. Well, yeah, how long do you think that party How long you think that party's going to last? Absolutely. 18? Everything Done. Deceased. You okay? know. Now you got to rearrange your thought pattern and rearrange your financial situation so you accommodate the lifestyle that you've been used to having for zero to exactly. eighteen. You understand? And the media doesn't see, help either. But no. see, here, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. That 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 son or your daughter that you that you uh, that you seeking sponsorship from, if you will, for the lack of a better term, mm. he or she grow older. Mm-hmm. They, they get older, and through that period of time, they go through different phases. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know. Think you're not Me personally, you know, women can't raise these boys when they get past eight, nine years like, old. Right, no. right. They need and that male figure. can't do it. You know what I mean? But, I mean, some you, can, you can't give somebody something you, you know, don't have. You men know? raise men. You right. understand what I'm saying? Right. Men raise men. We'll you go know? looking for them. You'll, you'll yeah. go looking for them regardless. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you know. And, and, and. It could be the problem. I what could, what, yes. what, are you, what are you trying to do now when you can't when your son goes gets you know, go gets out of order? Mm-hmm. Now you want to call pops back up right. now. Your son's doing this, that, and the other. But see, you burned your, your bridge. They burned your bridge with that. But now you took him to court, right? To somebody who's going to tell you how to raise your child, right? You know, but you wanted that money though. That money was looking real nice, right. You know, that money right. got you that that brand new rod, you know, you know, or that boss pad, absolutely. You know what I mean? But now when your kid starts to uh, go buck wild. You know, yeah. you can't control them. All of a sudden, you want to call pops back into the scene. And that's what they do. That's crazy. And the know? fathers are, ex- this is, some this of them push. Is, no, it's a, it's a yeah. vicious cycle that, yeah. needs, to, yeah. that needs to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Some, needs to and stop. At some point, it's going to stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. You, know, you know, it has to stop. Mm-hmm. Some of the fathers you know get I mean? caught but, thinking, like, this is my opportunity to come and help my child. You know, and it's just uh, sometimes another gimmick. 
to pull you in. I mean, we have to think about our kids. When you think about your kids, you need both, you Make know. So put down your swords. I want to introduce a, a person uh, onto the mic, Anderson Kendrick. Yes. If you can come on and join us. This is Renee James again, uh, representing October Gallery and West Park Cultural Arts, and we paint. Uh, uh, Marcus Gray, of, uh, curator at the Andrew Turner Museum in Chester. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Andrew Turner Museum. This is Junior Day, other half of We Paint. I'm still here on the mic um, at wepaint.com. Not wepaint.com. <laughs> <laughs> and underscore we paint on Instagram. We can find us. All right. All right. How you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wonderful. I'm Anderson Kendrick. I'm, 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 I'm not an artist except for in life itself. You know, I, I believe that life is abstract. So this is wonderful to be able to listen to you guys. You know, I was I was a DJ coming up, so listening about all. I mean, I have vinyl records that'll blow your mind. Probably oh, stuff. I got pretty much everything from the hip hop era. You know, when it first started and all, and you know, being ordained uh, a minister myself. You know, from a religious perspective and all. But it's it's funny when I'm listening to you guys, and especially as you talked about the art and most of you artists and all, because. I love museums. I go everywhere. Anywhere I go, I got to drive. I don't take no plane nowhere. Okay? Because I have to stop on the way. You know, I stop and look at these places. And and one of the things I've I've found out and it came to mind listening to you guys is that quite often we get focused on the color in quote, yes. but not not the color in essence, okay? Because that ain't to be defined. We are who we are, okay? And it's not going to change, you know? Economics is not going to change it, you know? Uh, knowledge is not going to change it. Nothing going to change it. It's you. It's your makeup. It's your DNA. You can't change it, okay? But what we can do, I think, is that in all the different medium, what is what is art or what is music or, or what is education of any of any sorts, is teach a person the value of themselves and the value of growth. Okay? And even though the past informs us, you know, and I can say that because I'm seventy one years old. Okay, and, and, and I, I tell my kids now that all of them grew up in, in, in northern New Jersey, you know, so, you know, they, I mean, they had visits, but they don't know anything about South, you know, so, so they're here for me. I mean, there was times when, as, as a teenager, I could, you know, one of our so-called tours was to play with old car tires, you know, running behind them, pushing them down the street, running behind them. Things. I mean, and that was fun. You know, that was fun. Okay? But I always remember, and I've always had in the back of my mind, there was times when we might have been doing those kinds of things, and then a white woman or somebody walking on the sidewalk towards you, you knew instinctively to get off to let them come by. Now, 
I've, I still have these conversations with my older uh, uh, sons, and they'll say, well, Dad, I, I ain't no way in the world. I'll get off the, the sidewalk for nobody. You know, you That's were doing nothing wrong. I said, no, but you'll be in jail mm-hmm. or dead, see? Exactly. See, because there was no law for you. There was just law, but it was tell. not for we you. Okay? And, and, and so it's, it's, it's that way now. Mm-hmm. I, when I look at things, nothing has really changed, people. No. Okay? Yeah, and, and nothing changed. Okay, I mean, it's 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 like putting a covering on something. You say, well, disguise. I don't want to change this because it benefits me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna put a cover on it because so many people are hollering about mm-hmm. it. Exactly. You know, and I'm gonna make them think this is better so they can forget that. Yeah, okay? absolutely. But n- now they got this and that. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so we keep adding problems and haven't resolved anything. No and haven't okay? resolved anything. So, so my thing is that in order to resolve, and I guess this is why I like art so much, mm-hmm. because I can look at a picture and I might, and I don't know that artist, okay, and I don't know what was on his mind when he was painting, but I can look at it and then look at my life and say, I mean, wow, look what this looks like, mm-hmm. you know. I don't, I don't know who painted this, and I can see this a dance, but the right. outstretched arm is like mm-hmm. Christ on the cross, mm-hmm. okay? I wonder what's going through that person's mind there in that picture, even though that's not a real person, but the person that painted it mm-hmm. put some himself mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So by yes. transference, it's there. By transference, okay? it's there. See, so, yes. so, but we have to teach our kids to think. Yeah, you know, well, they and, have and, to believe in value, right. like you said. You said right. that to value, you have to know that you have value. Right. Um, they don't, they don't know realize that. that. They think they that they go that. to college for it, or they go right. out and get it right. somewhere. It's like inside of you, you have value. It's right there. It's inside. You feel it, okay. And then also with the clothes, because you're talking about color and, and putting things together and design, right? When they get into their own, they start picking their own fashions. They start, you know, oh, I want to wear this. I like that. That's a part of their who expression, they, expression and who they are. And they don't realize that the younger ages, you know, just you picking those sneakers. That's a part of you, you know, just you deciding to wear this color with that color. That's a part of you, you know. But they didn't pick it because it came outside. Yeah, but, they see now, but all all that, but all that stuff sometimes because they don't pay for it. So the mom is like, "Look, I, I ain't say this. All that stuff is true, but but I don't know. I you know I'm a single uh, opinion about stuff. Okay, even though I see all of that and I can agree to all of that, but I realize that when it comes to children or people that uh, you help bring along. Mm-hmm. Okay, whether naturally or, or, or otherwise, okay, it's your responsibility, all right, yes, to decide and to help, you know. Yes. So if a kid, I, my children, obviously, you know, they, it used to be Georgia's jeans back then, okay, <laughs> you know, they wanted, say, they look, wanted to enjoy that. Then yeah. it got to where they start putting holes in the jeans yeah. and things and they're like doing that, that now, okay. Yeah. And see, first of all, we're going to buy, you know, Georgia's jeans because, <laughs> because the ones that see last a lot longer mm-hmm. and they look absolutely the same except for the name and you had a shirt over yes. that 
Okay. See, my thing is that yes. we allow sometimes children to dictate their future. Yeah. You know? And we and we'll say, well, we don't want to stifle their growth and their experience. But first of all, you can't stifle what you haven't given. Them, uh-huh. Okay. You got to first put something there. It's like you were talking about the plant, the seeds, and all that. And all. If if you haven't planted the seeds, there's no fruit to grow. Okay. Now. It don't mean that you ain't gonna get rotten fruit, you know, a right. tree that gonna it gonna eventually die. Like any tree. Because if you some, don't if you don't water die. it, if you don't, don't nurture it, it's it's just gonna rot away. And some of okay. them are plagued with natural but, disasters. But, like but, you can't or, I mean, but, or it's the same way. Absolutely. Or it's the same way. I'm looking at now. I be, I've gone to another place. Matter of fact, I got, I got a few cars here. Yes, I've this been my month for traveling around. I was down in the Serengeti Gallery down in down in uh, uh, Maryland uh, yesterday. Okay, and over in New Jersey, they got this young lady LaBelle over in Hattiesville. They haven't been long open. Okay, and or and in certain art the art gallery here, and then and then I I have an appointment to go up to the Sojourner Art Gallery up in uh, Pittsburgh. You know, and all, but but the reason why I do that is more than just the art. Even though I want to see the art, but it's more than just the art. What I'm trying to get a a picture, to paint a picture in my mind of what is is. And and I don't want to say I I do it for a lack of better word by the way. Mm-hmm. So That's I put it in quotes. Mm-hmm. What are black people doing, and what are they saying mm-hmm. visually, mm-hmm. you know, and all, all right? And and because I realized like we were just talking about the picture that I saw about them. Looking at this picture by someone that's not from this country and all, but you know, a person might look at them and say, well, you know, this is kind of white figure, or they might be mixed and all that, but they got all these colors on this this in. Individual and 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 I'm saying in my mind is that the the blackness is not it's not this mm-hmm. or it's not this mm-hmm. okay it's the rainbow of color that everybody mm-hmm. comes out of absolutely okay it's everybody you. I know you can't point in I think you mentioned something about melon earlier uh, all right mm-hmm. or one of you did mm-hmm. but you can't. You get, I mean, you take the whitest white person and it wouldn't be whiter than an albino black person. Mm-hmm. See, exactly. see, see. So it's, it's just that they lack some of the melon that we have. They do. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and see, but it's knowledge. You got to teach somebody stuff yes. like this. Mm-hmm. You're yes. talking you about, the, you know, the biblical experience. The Bible say my people perish for lack of knowledge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay? But I think we forget about that because what we'll do, we'll take one bite of the apple and try to just make that the center of the universe. Absolutely. Okay? And it's not the center of the universe. The whole apple is. Yes. The whole apple Okay? Yes. So you got to take the all of art. Them. You know, mm-hmm. the writing, you know, the the wrapping, the you know, the light, coloring, the, the painting, and all that. Yes. And say, well, you know, how much of this can you get through in a lifetime? Not which one you want to develop. How much of it can you get to understand? You know, you can specialize on the way, but you should know it all. And painting, okay? and painting, I feel like we utilize all the colors. And you can find the reason why they're important to a painting. And then we can't seem to adapt the concept when it comes to humans. Um, so... You sh- we should be out here trying to utilize mm-hmm. colors 
just like we use them on a paint board. You know, you use white for a reason. You use black for a reason. You use color for a reason. You want red, you want blue. It's like, you know, we don't discriminate against colors on the paint board. And so, uh, I, you know, transitioning yeah, that absolutely. into I tell you one everyday of the, life. I, I tell you this, and I'll leave you guys so I can listen to you. One experience I had, I mean, coming up as a, a, a junior, I guess around junior high age, you know, uh, 12, 13 years old, you know, um, I, I used to, well, I still love art, but I wanted to be an artist then. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to draw and paint, and they used to have these little things where, on, on a radio, they would talk about, you know, you send in a couple cents, you know, yeah. and everything. They would send you pictures that you can draw and you send it back, and, you know, they evaluate it for you and things like that. And I used to do that all the time because I love to yes, draw, you know, and everything. And I mean, that worked out fine. But I knew in the back of my mind because I grew up, and this was when I was in East Orange, New Jersey, but I grew up down in Macon, Georgia. So in the back of my mind, I can hear, and, and you were talking about the parents raising kids yes. and not having them. Well, my father died, so I never knew him. So I was raised yeah. by my grandmother. My mother lived up north, and that's who I eventually came to live with. Okay, mm-hmm. But I was raised down south, and I'm glad of that experience, as hard as it was. Okay, Because what I was taught there, as poor as we were, is that if you don't want to continue to be poor, you educate yes. yourself, yes. okay? Mm-hmm. I don't have a degree to educate you. Mm-hmm. You educate yourself. You're responsible for you. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody else responsible mm-hmm. for you, okay? Mm-hmm. So, but I think a lot of times, uh, by the time a kid get in high school and so forth, they start to thinking people owe them something, mm-hmm. yes. okay? Yes. But they think it's like that because they need to be taught right from the start yes. that mm-hmm. your life is an abstract canvas mm-hmm. and you need to you discover all the pieces right. and you just need to keep adding to it. That's you right. ain't going to go wrong as long as you're doing right, yes. you know, but yes. you got to just keep adding yes. to it. You know, there's there's yeah. two things that are wrong that's not adding to it and violating something that you know is not right. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. We okay. Pay. I say so that. Oh, oh man, you hit it right on the nose. My name is Renee James, and we're checking in again and going to get all of the people here on a roundtable. Um, I'm an affiliate of October Gallery as well as West Park Cultural Arts, and I represent Renee James Artist Group and We Paint Process. Um, I'm here. Uh, just want to say hi again. Uh, Marcus Gray of the Andrew Turner Art Museum, um, located in Chester. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Andrew Turner Museum. I am Stephanie with This Amazing Life, and I am here just to show support to my people. That's right. <laughs> I'm David Lawrence. I'm an artist. Uh, from, I have a gallery called Art on the Avenue, and I'm in um, Port Richmond. Welcome. 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 Thank you. Yeah, for- I'm Anderson Kendrick. You know, I don't put anything on paper. I live life. Thank you. Right. You know, I live art. Mm-hmm. And I just appreciate you guys being the people that put these things out that I can see and that I can accumulate and that I can use to teach my kids about. Absolutely. Because I do. Absolutely. Okay? So just keep doing what you do. <laughs> Thank you. And Junior Day, uh, of well, the other half of We Paint. We found on Instagram at underscore repay. Thank you. Okay, so now we have a new player here. We've got <laughs> David Lawrence. Mm-hmm. David Lawrence is an artist, 
and he knew Andrew Turner, knew him quite well. He's, he, I know he sells some of his artwork now. He knows Marcus and the museum down in Chester. So David, why don't you come in and you know you're an artist and tell us your experience with Andrew Turner. One summer I painted with Andrew. One, one summer I painted with Andrew Turner. It was a great experience. Um, at the time, I was uh, taking about a month to work on a painting. And then I was with him, and he would get up in the morning and have a cup of coffee. And it's a, it's a, you know, some eggs or something. And he'd be finished in the afternoon. I said, man, I got to speed up. <laughs> this guy's making me look like I'm in slow motion. So that helped me in my fastness in terms of working on artwork. Kind of um, inspired. He was like a guard, uh, kind of like a John Coltrane for me in terms of art. He didn't say much, but what he said was profound. And he what he taught me was to work through anything. I was really working. I had that peace of mind. You know, bills have to be paid. I have to be not running around like I'm doing now as an entrepreneur. But what he taught me was work through. If the ceiling's falling down, work. Stay focused on the work, the creativity. So that was important for me to be around him. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like that, Creativity bro. is so important. Under this, uh, I just was talking to a woman, uh, Miss Miss Ball. Uh, she is a substitute teacher. She's an elder, and she said she met a young girl who, you know, her theory. And I have to still look this up. I apologize and not know that too much information, but push through. And she's like, you know, pushing this whole. Um, a thing for young people like when you get caught up you know push through mm -hmm. the idea of kind of pushing through life and keep going creativity and imagination is so important yeah. to your life and yeah. it's like you don't have to be or consider yourself an artist to use your imagination yeah. I feel like it's like wow if you can imagine where you want to be you can get there so mm -hmm. so many people don't like yeah. use creativity and imagination in their life every day right. uh, with their with their um, careers and whatever in their job is just right. you know not implementing imagination right. into right. their daily experience you know right. we're lucky as artists that that brings me around to by the words I always tell any youth that I talk to or get a chance to like teach something to is don't be defined by a piece of paper. Yes. You go to school, uh, everyone tells you you have to go to college and you have to uh, specialize in something. And in the, the world that we live in, that isn't always true. Yes, of course, some profession requires a degree, but not everything requires a degree. You're a self-taught artist, Exactly. Right? Yeah. For, for myself, um, I was, ever since I was little, my mom and dad always bought us the, the newest thing that we could take apart. Mm -hmm. My brother and I, we take it apart, put it back together. They're always amazed because it's like <laughs> they never did this before. Um, and that later um, exploration of knowledge brought me to computers and programming. Um, this was around the time when Facebook came out and everything. And I was like, I want to make my own Facebook. And that's how I learned, started learning how to code by myself. Interesting. Now, and this is this this before Google and everything else like that and YouTube because now it's everything is even easier. But this was I used to go to bookstores. Um, I would open up the books, have my piece of paper because this was like hundred dollars for for one book. I was like, yeah, I, I can't talk my parents into it, so I have to write it down and everything else like that. Exactly. Um, well, I got older, I did, so I did. But it was like that drive 
to create something. This this is what I wouldn't even think about. Oh, I want to do this as a career, but just to think that like I want to build this mm-hmm. specific thing. That's how I got to where I got my first job without a degree. Interesting. I flunked out of college because I was going through this stress, mm-hmm. and I lost. Confidence in myself, mm-hmm. but one thing I always knew was I knew what I was doing when you put me behind that Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Junior is a self-taught artist, mm-hmm. artist as well. You want to elaborate? Oh, yeah, um, about that? Uh, I'm a I'm a supporter of independent study. I mean, I think um, into well, I listen to a lot of YouTube videos. Okay, um, I listen to a lot of people, and I try to take advice from folks who walk that path. Um, and um, and I hear people say that, hey, look, you know, college is still the, uh, the way to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't, I would never, you know, I agree. Um, but you have to pay attention to what the market is like, the job market exactly. is like. Um, are, are folks even going to be hiring for what you're studying, you're majoring in? You know, you have to think about that. I mean, should you be in trade school? You know, yes. are, are, do you, if you want to do hair, you know, you don't, you don't need... A master's degree to do that, mm-hmm. or if you're into uh, cars or whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you know, it's it's the institution of higher learning is is always going to be important. But you, it, why you're going changes now. It's yeah, not exactly. go to school get a good job. You have to know. You have to know whether you're going to be able to get that job. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What what's going on what? out there in the world? Because um, if you just look now, so many people have these sky-high uh, student loans. Mm-hmm. They're not working in their, their uh, field. And the money you know is not um, and, they're, <laughs> and they're discouraged. They're, they're, yeah, they're losing money. money. They're losing their mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they don't know what to do next. Uh, you know, wait a minute. No. That's interesting, though. Since we're talking about art and artists, mm-hmm. I want to try to bring it back around to, to that. Mm-hmm. David, being an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. artist... What he's saying, how does that resonate with you? And in terms of training, looking for a job, you're not really looking for a job, you're looking for support and patrons. So what's it like being, I guess, an entrepreneur artist in today's market? Well, you have to know both things. You have to be just as creative on the business end as you are on the creative end. Because you have to understand commissions, royalties, how to sell, what to sell your art for, what's the going price for the average price of what you're doing. Um, you have to create your own reality. So we keep this imagination thing. Intuition and all that is related to creating your own reality. I, agree. I think power yes. is the ability yes. to create yes. your own reality. I agree. So what I do is I created an event tonight. I'm working my butt off to get it together. That's why I was here late. But the fact of the matter is, you create something, and it materializes. Visualization and all of that stuff is about materializing things. And entrepreneurship is about having an idea, visualizing it, and manifesting it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the stages. And, you know, all this other stuff is like fake. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, getting a le- learning how to work for somebody. Yeah. No. As You're real right. as I left it is, the right? World and never went back. Because mm-hmm. I said, so you're either going to be selling somebody's product or, or you're going to be making a product. Yes, mm-hmm. right. And everybody who's a millionaire and billionaire today create something, whether it be Facebook or whatever you're mm-hmm. talking about, all these things, mm-hmm. Instagram, somebody sat back mm-hmm. and said, hmm, I'm going to do how it. how to make something that everybody will socialize yes, with. Yeah, absolutely. Boom. So creativity and art goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'd like to bring in one other artist. Now, this is Jose Seaborn. Mm-hmm. Jose has been around for many, many years. <laughs> 
many, many years. Thank you. And he's had his own gallery, and 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 and, and no, he's had his own gallery, and um, he knows what it is to pay rent. He's creating. I'm making this up. I've been in the business long enough to know. He's probably painting all night so he can sell all day. Now tell me, is that true or not, Jose? Well, you see, I got. I have to take my jacket off. That's what it looks kind of hot. That's what it but, does um, here at the October Gallery. We heat yeah. up. Well, you know, um, the conversation is based on entrepreneurship. Mm. And, um, you know, I know that, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, it takes a lot of faith. Really. Yeah. Um, Intuition. Because when you, when you make that decision um, that you want to do something on your own for yourself, um, that you truly believe in, um, you really got to step out on faith. And you, you, you have to realize that you have to make this thing happen. No one else is, you know, not that folks aren't going to be around there for you, but you, you have to make this thing happen. And um, it requires a lot of energy. And, and that energy has to come. Um, from the inside, um, through faith, and then it, it also has to be physical um, through your doing. So for those individuals that aspire to be um, an entrepreneur, they have to realize that this is uh, a swim or sink type of um, undertaking. It's a, it's a journey that you have to you, you have to decide whether you're going to swim or whether you're going to sink. And if someone is there to, to, to throw you a, a life support, um, then, then reach out and grab it while, while you are while you are trying to survive. That's a really important statement. A lot of people look at the life support like, oh, there'll be another, yeah. you know, and they think that it will, well, you know, and it won't. Not all the time. Um, not all the time. Not all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, and you have to develop good um, relationships, mm -hmm. and you have to Definitely. develop good, you know, good friendships, um, and you have to talk to people that are in the same business. Um, because business is funny, you know, folks from the outside looking in, they don't understand what it really takes. They don't understand the energy that it takes. No matter how beautiful it looks, um, there are underlying things that um, can determine whether you want to make it from one day or the next. And um, you look at you look at stores that have been open for for um, many decades who um, are going into bankruptcy, and you say, "Man, I thought they were doing good." Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you see from the outside because it's pretty on the outside. Oh, that's a good analogy. <laughs> You know, you don't see it from the inside, like like um, Mercer Red Cross said. 
um, you know, you got to pay that bill. So, you know, if you drive down the street, the store might look beautiful, but you don't know whether that person is meeting their obligation on a monthly basis mm -hmm. and um, how are they making that, that particular business work. So um, business relationships are, are very key, key. To, your, um, to your survival. Talking to people that are in the same business and being honest with them, um, knowing that they're in the same business, so get feedback from them. Hey, man, how are you doing? How is this working for you? Um, dude, I know you're in the same business that I am. This is what I'm experiencing. And that kind of opened up um, an honest dialogue to say, well, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling <laughs> this month. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> you yeah. know? I think it's um, important. You said that. Honesty. Someone said that to me in the beginning of the journey. Be honest about where you are. People, if you lie, oh, then they look at you like what? They, they look at you like that, and it hinders the relationship. Yeah, and, and, and that, 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 um, that lie might show up, you know. Um, that's why you got to talk to the same people. You know, you got to talk to people that understand um, what you're involved in. Well, adding on to what he just said about faith, you got to add on that determination and persistence. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Without those two to go along with faith, you won't have the energy to and the desire to continue. So true. Because once you hit them, you hit them obstacles and adversity and challenges. Mm -hmm. They'll knock you either they're gonna make you quit, or you're gonna keep going and jumping over those hurdles. Mm -hmm. And if you don't jump over them, yeah. the destination is still there. Yeah. You wanna Whether know? Whether you get there or not, that's up to you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you. There was times in my journey. I, I was again. I'm Renee James. I um. Work with Junior Day on We Paint, We Paint, uh, Renee James Artist Group. But We Paint, it's like you know, starting something, painting with adults. It's like that. We were here painting before Paint with a Twist hit the city, and and it was like adults were like, oh, that's fun for kids, you know. When in reality, we are the ones that need therapy. We don't quite look at ourselves as what we need. Always pushing to kids. Don't want to really, really get deep. Um, but interesting enough that you say I lose my train sometimes and I lost it. No, but let me let me piggyback yeah, on what you said about working it. hard. When you Mr. Lawrence, when you were talking about uh, Mr. Turner used to tell you to work through you know, work through a storm, work if the if whatever it is, keep working. I would I I like that. Because I always kinda told myself something similar to that, which was I mean, well it feels like that to me, that is similar. And I would say you know, as long as I'm working, as long as I'm making good art, you know, as long as I'm making good art, I, I have a chance to pay that bill that, that got racked up, mm -hmm. to, to take care of whatever may happen, a rainy day, you know, something, whatever it is. Uh, it's all, for me, that, that I'm really glad you said, I'm really glad I heard that again. Mm -hmm. I should tell myself that, and I never heard it from anyone else anyway before so it made it made a. Um, made I went a, to junior high school. Piggybacking on what he said, I went to high school, and I can count on my fingers how many friends of mine that went to an all high school of art and design that are still painting. Oh wow, yeah. They say I'm looking at, I'm looking like a miracle to them. They say, you still what? You still, <laughs> you still pay? Ben gave up. Wow. So again, persistent determination. Right. And yeah. never 
And just keep reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. Keep reinventing yourself. Keep reinventing. I want to say because I remember every time I wanted to give up, and I mean it was a real give up, not a fake give up. You know, in times you're like, oh, I'm tired. No, when I'm crying <laughs> and I'm at my lowest, and I just say to myself, you know what? Maybe this isn't the way. If you're out here and you're pushing for purpose, the universe will assist. Correct. And at that moment, they step in. It steps in and shows you, right. yes, this is the right way. Right. And it, it, I mean, at my most times, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. And it's just like, yes, you can, because and it just shows something. And it's like, I'm a believer in magic, okay? Mm-hmm. Because working hard and pushing for something by yourself isn't enough. Mm-hmm. You realize that you have energy on your side. Mm. And once you realize that that energy is on your side and you can't see it, you're special. And you know it and you have to keep going. And it's like a person who doesn't get to that point won't know. Speaking of energy on your side, we got a gentleman who just joined us here. His name is Adrian Moody. And I remember back in the day when I was starting the gal, we started in 1985. And Adrian would show up and I would say, well, I can pay the rent. Because he was, he's, he's a collector, he's been a collector for years, and now he actually has a gallery. So Adrian, introduce yourself, tell us where your gallery is, and tell us about your experiences with Andrew Turner, some of your experiences with Andrew Turner. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, my gallery is called Moody Jones Gallery. It's a combination of me and my wife. Uh, we decided that we wanted to uh, share our collection. Um, and as a result of trying to do that, we got back into the gallery business. It was something that uh, we intended to do, and it's an enjoyable space. It's up in Glenside, Pennsylvania. Uh, we feature artists that Mercer knows, and, and we have recently, there's a show that we're running now with uh, R.L. Washington and John McDaniel, uh, part of that era that Turner's part of, uh, spinning on to Turner. Um, I have a vision of him when I when I met him personally at my house. We just talked, and um, personally, it's it's shameful that his work is not associated with some of the uh, some of the masters. I mean, his work is that good, um, and I'm a strong believer of hoping that he will become. Associate with those, with those, with those folks. Um, I mean, we have Bearden's, we have Jacob Lawrence, and I mean, I think Turner fits in that mold. I mean, he's a lot of work. He's done a lot of work. There's a lot of work out there by him. Uh, when you talk about somebody being prolific, he was prolific. So he's due. I think he's due to be respected and, and appreciated. And that's. And I just hope and pray that happens for him. It will. But it you, will. you actually met Turner. You you knew Turner, met him uh, back in the day. Yeah, back mm-hmm. in the day. He'd been to my house. I met him in other places. And we mm-hmm. sat and we chatted and, and uh, we talked about his art. And um, we we had a nice synergy. You know, yeah. you know a, a synergy is important with an artist. You know, being, mm-hmm. being an owner of a gallery, you kind of have to get a rapport with the artists and get the artists to 
kind of be on the same page. Be on the same page. Like a producer. But, but the artist has to understand his role, and the guy only has to understand their role, right. and kind of blend together. The purpose is you just want to get your art out there. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. You want people to collect. And my motto is to get young people, these millennials, and those folks, to to start thinking in this in this, in this fashion mm -hmm. and appreciate art as something that should, should be made part of your life. Right. I agree. Listen, real, real quickly, Adrian, I know you, 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 you've got to go. How would you describe Turner's work? If no one has ever seen it, how would you describe it? Well, think of, depending on where you're from. Now, if you're from Philadelphia or you're from the, uh, an area of the country where you have neighborhoods, you got that as a backdrop to a lot of what you may see, churches and in the neighborhood and, and our everyday walk of life in the neighborhood you see in his paintings. Uh, likewise with his paintings that are the ones that are musically inclined. Um, they're very vivid, they're very colorful, and the, and the merging of the strokes bring the pictures to life. I mean, that's how I best describe it. I mean, I've seen Andrew's work on all, all types of mediums, on board, canvas. What? I got a, I got a, uh, I got a, 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 it's a, it's actually a baby carriage box. Oh, wow. That I have. I love that. Speaking I, of I, I have no idea where I got it wow. from. But I have it, and you know, I'm like. <laughs> that, that sparks a, because when you first started talking about getting the younger groups to um, appreciate art, I think now with the new age, it's about seeing art on different things. Uh, sometimes on a canvas hanging on a wall is different than seeing it on a, a sweatshirt or on, you know, a button or a keychain or, you know, uh, a, a pencil case, sneakers. Like, so in the thing, in the sense that Andrew Turner was painting on more things than just a board kind of brought people to be like, wow, you know. And so with the young, yeah, maybe our African-American community doesn't hang pictures, but we wear it, That's you know? True. So is it, is it about us, you know, bringing people into the galleries to buy art on paintings, or is it about us expanding our art into different things that they accept, that they want to wear, um, scarves and head wraps and socks and these different things with a prince on them, you know, um, getting black art out there, it's like the music industry, uh, to a degree, the artists had to adapt to the new, or they were kind of going out. You know, with the technology, artists are, I have on my phone, on my iPad, all these apps. He's used to going to Inkscape and drawing things. I can make it in 10 minutes on an app, okay, but he enjoys going on Inkscape to make it for two hours. You know, that's the difference, right? But I can make it in 10 minutes, which means that they're hiring artists that can make things in 10 minutes mm -hmm. versus someone who appreciates the idea of having it on uh, Inkscape, producing the same product. So my thing is, bridging that gap, mm -hmm. When are, you know, what do you think about I saw some that? art yesterday. A couple came into my gallery, and, and that's one of the other things I like about owning a gallery. People walk in, and you find these artists, you start engaging in them. And it's, it was a couple, so he had a lot of art that he did on his, I guess, Inkscape on the, on the phone. Yeah. So I said to him, I said, man, I looked at the images, and I think I got a pretty good eye. I'm not bragging, but I think I've been... You know what you know? I know what I know. Mm -hmm. and, and 
and I like what I know. And I told the person, young person, you need to transfer that onto a campus. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. and he's like, well, I just, I etch up ideas and then I decide what to do with them. Mm -hmm. So I like creativity. I, I like, I like objects. I mean, if you go down right. to Miami, for example, in that area called, uh, what's that area called? South Beach? No. no. There's a certain area at Woodmere District. There's a bunch of right. galleries down there. They have objects. They, they have objects. And they got all kinds of things that are artistic. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and young people, and I look at it like remember outside of art? Mm -hmm. like back in the South, mm -hmm. they, used to, they used to paint and put things on. Ah, it was that the black thing? Yep. I want to say that because the art museum introduced outsider art, and of course, us young don't know where that came from, so I'm glad that you said that. It's from, it's from, it's usually from, it's from down south, and, uh, and then if you look at the objects now, so what young people are doing is they're taking more modernistic objects and incorporating it into the art world, yes. into, uh, into the art pieces. Yes. And, there, and there, some of it is interesting. Mr. Moody. Moody, isn't it? Yes. You, uh, now you, you know about cover, cover bands doing um, songs from uh, Lou and Golden Oldies and things like that. Is you know, Andrew Turner is the reason why we're here today, right? Um, Andrew Turner, like more people should, more of us young people should know about him. Like I just okay. recently learned about him, right? Um, I'm trying to think of what I can do, right? Me, we paint. Let me uh, just briefly just explained is, um, for example, everyone in 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 this gallery today would paint on the canvas. Just a broad brush strokes, no letters, no names, no symbols, and just spreading colors. Things. All right, and it would come back home with me, and I'm living with the painting and transforming it into a picture, maybe of what I see. For example, I have one in the in the gift shop here. I could show you, but um, but I'm thinking about what I can do because with social media, um, Andrew Turner can come. His name can rise back up. Yeah, but see, uh, uh, and, and, and people can be, be um, not that it's not up now. I'm talking about among young people. You know what I'm saying? Well, among millennials. Well, the question I have is how do you get young people who are oriented towards uh, the computer, uh, iPads, and when you talk about art, they'll Google it and, and bring up a picture. It's, a, it's videos. Can I help? It's videos. But it doesn't. To, it, to me, you got to see the art. So you got to yeah. teach. If, if there's a message that you want to give to young people, mm -hmm. the message is you got to go and physically see it. Mm -hmm. Because you can't see it through a phone or, or an iPad. It's not. It doesn't really represent what you really want to see in the art. It's hard because with people with phones, like I'm an abstract painter. When I take pictures <clears throat> with phones, sometimes it jumps out at me differently than when I just see it on bare canvas. I think half the battle is the old and the young finding this mid-space. Um, like, I, I mentioned Mariah Carey only to say that when she was older, she sang ballads. When she was younger, she sang these little pop records. Not particularly ones I like. I like her old music, but she survived. Right? So it's like for our artists to survive, we had to kind of adapt to what the young wants in addition to teaching them what they don't know. So how do we bridge that gap, you know? Uh, yes, speak, please. I would like to say, come closer if you don't mind. Um, and and I, I have both. I have teenage children, and I, you know, talk to the youth. And the 
the main thing is, Junior and I were talking earlier, is utilizing social media to help bring awareness to it. One thing about Instagram, if anybody knows, it has hashtags. Hashtags are basically uh, communities, whole communities with thousands of people from all around the world. And so you want to you know, share Andrew Turner's works just to put his name out there to people that you think might not know. Not only, yeah. Well, not more just him, that. but whoever you want to share. Yeah. What you do is you put your art or even take a picture of his and put it there. And right now everybody is visual. So those colors, those pretty colors that we all, you know, that are triggers that, you know, take us to this place and that place on our journey. Uh, put that there. Put those hashtags on there and just watch and, 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 and sit back and listen and people will respond. People will ask you questions mm-hmm. and then just probe them. Google it. Search it. Go to October Gallery. Put your link there to bring awareness to here as well yeah. and that's, that's how we can bring it all together. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Mr. Moody's right. He, he did say, because the camera is one eye. You see, you see, in, but we got, we have two eyes. You see a stereo. It's better to be in the place. You know, where the work is and, and seeing it in person for yourself, is, I agree with that. Okay, um, we're going to get ready to wrap up. I just want to go back around the table again so everybody can introduce themselves. And please do a shameless plug. And I'm going to start with Adrian Moody because he'll show you the way how to do it. <laughs> Adrian, tell us. Go, and tell us your location and where you are. Mercy. This is... <laughs> Again, I'm Adrian Moody. I'm, I'm part owner of Moody Jones Gallery at 107B Southeastern Road in Glenside. The landmark is uh, is a bar called the Blue Comet. Everybody knows about the Blue Comet, and that's the that's the selling point of the location. Where is it? The Blue Comet in Glenside. Um, we've been there for a year and a half. Uh, it's a second go round for me. In the, in the gallery business, and I enjoy it. It's my stress reliever. I go there and I enjoy the space, and I enjoy uh, sharing my knowledge and how people should want to desire to become collectors of art because I think art is a wonderful, loving thing. Thank you. Can I? Sorry. Um, Marcus Gray, um, one of the curators of the Andrew Turner Museum, located in Chester. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Andrew Turner Art Museum. Um, <clears throat> Jose Saborn, um, currently um, finalizing a space which will be on Broad Street. Um, and I'm, lo- I'm just looking for this opportunity again to. to um, put the work out there and have people come and um, enjoy it in a very private, um, in, a, in a very private way. So um, Jose Saborn Graphic Design, um, 6836 North Broad Street, that's where I will be. And, uh, Perry McCotter Jr. from WKU Radio 91.7 FM. You can always check me out logging in worldwide at www.wkdu.org. My show is Sunday from noon to 4 p.m., so check it out. It's the Black Experience in Music. My name is Renee James, again, affiliate of October Gallery and West Park Cultural Arts. You can find our programs on westparkcultural.org and also um, at October Gallery. Uh, we are, uh, we paint Renee James Artist Group. 
I'm Anderson Kendrick. I'm an avid collector. I've been collecting for about 43 years now. And one of the things that I really like to put as a, as a last word out here is that art is so important because it's the innerness of people, you know, on canvas and on other medium and all. But one of my very, my main concerns been is that artists are starting to give you open editions, signing number prints, uh, all kinds of different editions of the same pictures, putting things on mugs, putting things on t-shirts, and those things are fine. But if you want to, if you want to make art important to a younger person, and even me, and I'm not a younger person, if you want to make something important, you can't make it cheap, okay? Because cheap is never important to anybody, okay? It's just, that's just the reality of the matter. Be yourself. Create what you need to create. Put in the time like y'all have talked about, and wait for the fruits to come back. Okay, that'll conclude our program. This is October Live. Thanks for listening. Folks, thank you. That's great. Oh, that's a wrap. That's good. 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 I got okay. about 83 so, uh, signing numbers. So we, we, we can get together. It's, and, uh, it's a certificate signing number or radio status. Because I was like, oh, it's just like a oh, music. 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 My kids, you know, when, okay. when I go, it's on the wall. You know, I don't know what it's on the wall. It's on the wall. So I'm going to put just a picture of something that don't mean anything. It's the same thing with me. We do programs like this. My dad got me collected. It's funny, I have your room. I'm painting for every So, my middle school teacher, right, just give me a minute. I'm going to do a And then I'll talk to you, okay? Um, my friend Devin Wolf, who I just um, started collecting his work and started learning about how he paints and things like that. I have about two or three of his. My friend Kim Picasso has his work. And it's funny because it's like all these people I've learned something from. And it's like, it's great for like, when my friends come over, it's a conversation starter saying, like these aren't just like random people that I picked up art online or at some sort of gallery. I know these people, and these people actually have an impact on what I do every day. And it's an amazing thing. Yeah, my kids know they, when they bring their grandkids or their friends to my house, they always say they go to the museum because I like museums, so I set it up like that. And I want it to look like that, okay? But it's not going to be just walking. We have to come. To, I'm gonna talk about what. I you know, I'm going to point out stuff that I just purchased and tell you all about it and things like that. That's why I was talking to him because I love our talk. I told you, they used to have, and I'm sure you probably remember 
Thank you for how the, the big part of it in before the October fest, right? And I'm saying, what happened to stuff like this? In Atlanta, they used to have a lot of big ones all the time. Down in Baltimore, they used to have a big one at the stadium all the time. Don't nobody have all things anymore, but yet money is more plentiful now than it was then. I think the, the, the main problem is, it's the same thing with, I'm trying to talk about the scene, is that people lost the concept of how important these things are. And then most of the time, people still associate the struggling artist with art. And it's like, no, no one's struggling. You, yeah, of course you have those first ones up and coming. But you have to understand, these are investments. It's just like you buying stock or Bitcoin or whatever you want. Listen. Thank you.